now, am I am I seeing? Uh, is this a can of gasoline that I see? Yes, it is, sir. A half full can of gasoline. That yeah. seems hazardous, doesn't it? Well, it is. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Orders into an Overlord, the unwieldy tenant code of Ramjack. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is my good friend and co-host, Brad. Hello! Hi, everybody! Thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks. And thank you as well, friend. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We got a, we got a jam-packed show. Of course, Belvedere is back. And Kevin's yes. up to some weird things. <laughs> I don't really know what Kevin's game is Ugh. in this episode, but Desperate I Times know. calls for desperate measures in the pit. That's all Yeesh. I got to say. Seriously. And plus, people are fucking weird in the pit. The thing. <laughs> yeah, they are. Jumping to conclude, just like, why not? Well, there's a hundred reasons why not. Old oh, oh yeah. goodness. So many questions. It's it, Guys, if you haven't seen it, the episode's called Escort. And, yep, that's the episode. So, we'll get there. Well, that and Belvedere basically pulls what he calls a prank over all the rest of the family. <laughs> yeah. And it's, Dad, Daddy Owens is out of town in Russia. What's that about? I don't know. We'll we'll discuss. We'll discuss. Before that, there's tons of things to talk about. All right, guys. Um, guys, if you're on the Facebook group, there has been some drums this week. Um, Indeed. Some incidents uh, with he, she who shall not be named. Um, if you're in the Facebook group, you know what we're talking about. Um, listen, uh, we we it'll, we're gonna have Jonathan on the podcast soon, um, and we'll go and we'll discuss it then. Don't want to get into it at the moment, but like wackiness has ensued, and this is old news by now. So you know you should be in the Facebook group. Um, but we're not going to address it on this podcast. Uh, maybe the next one, maybe the one after that. I don't know. But not today. We got other things to discuss. Yes. And to help us throughout our, I guess, constant endeavor as Bravehearts to really understand the world, I've got a new system for us to try, Brad. Okay. So this week and every, I guess, quarter, really, Kroger gets together all of its digital team, which, okay, I work for Kroger, for those who didn't know. And all the digital people get together, and we have a half a day meeting. This time it was at a casino. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, but were there any were um, there any code ten nineties? Any any ten nineties? <laughs> Is it odd? I was looking, like I was oh. looking around and just judging people, thinking in my head, "Oh, we got a ten ninety. That guy's a that guy's a ten ninety. Mm. That look on his face just." the tired defeat but like the anxiety i thought he's holding something back he can't he can't beat the bug i did notice a sex in the city themed slot machine and a a whole section of dolly parton themed slot machines her music videos playing overhead as you played scenes appearing between (laughs) slot spins so are are casinos just for like gay men and like 50 year old women maybe man there was a cool owl game (laughs) very weird um it's a casino there was also a willy wonka section but not new willy wonka obviously though that would have been funnier (laughs) um but no old gene wilder willy wonka just these are the willy wonka slot machines spin the oompa loompas what do you get when you gamble your money 
tell me, Oompa Loompas, please. So there was that. But um, we had various speakers, and one of the speakers was the CEO of another company spinning off from a company Kroger used to own. I can't talk a lot about it right now. Um, and due to recent and due to recent activity on our Facebook page, I fearfully don't want to talk about it because who knows who's lurking <laughs> and uh, ready to you know get the legal dogs on us. Who but, who who knows what asshole might might send out a vague, ridiculous, fake threat. Anyway, um, to pay that person a compliment, the guy who was one of the speakers was awesome. He was British, tons of stories, just charismatic, really took the floor, could have taught everyone there how to, I guess, present to a large group of people. But he brought up something that I've heard before, but he added to it, and I think that's interesting in its own right. Brad, there's a system called the Five Wise. Have you heard the about five, this? The Five Wives? Five wives system. No, um, that's polygamy, right? Um, Listen, your first wife—that's a starter wife—doesn't count. Uh, second wife, you're—you're you're, gonna—it's overcompensating. It's gonna be stupid. Uh, third wife, you already know it's not gonna work, so it doesn't last long. Fourth wife, uh, you try to make it work because you want to prove that you're not that guy, uh, and then it fails. Fifth wife, you know what? Why bother getting divorced? Why bother getting divorced? Like, if you get divorced, you might as well just kill yourself. So the fifth wife is the one that lasts. Well, at this point, the fifth wife is the wife that, um, I mean, are you just getting married to keep up appearances of, like, hey, I'm someone who gets married in society? Like, why are you marrying so many times? I get lonely. I get lonely. You don't need to marry someone. Gets cold in the night. It does. Gets really cold at night. And you need that fifth wife. She'll stay around. Hey, fifth wife. This is well, for real, I, right? Okay, we should get with Toyota Production Systems because they were the ones who pioneered the five whys. Um, and the five whys, for those who don't know, um, they say it takes five whys to really understand the root cause of anything. So you start with your initial question. I'll give you an example. So first question, why did the machine stop? Well, okay, it overloaded and blew a fuse. Why did it overload? Uh, there's not sufficient lubricant. Bam, bam, bam. Pretty soon you're at, oh, the shaft was worn out. No, that's the problem. There's no more whys after that. Well, why was the shaft worn out? Because shafts wore out. We got, there's no, uh, all right, we found it. That's the root cause, that shaft. Well, what if you got to that shaft with your third question, though? Do you have to Ooh. go farther? Why, why is the shaft worn out? Well, those are the extra whys that they talk about. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. If you get to a problem before it stops at five, those extra whys are for you. Why are we asking these questions? <laughs> Why are we doing this? And that's just a special thing for you. It's just, yeah, you know, um, introspective-wise. Is, is there ever a scenario where there could be six whys? Well, the guy at our uh, talk said seven whys, so apparently he's delving oh. deep into not oh. only... His questions are slightly more complex than Toyota, apparently. Are his questions uh, um, more complex and deep, or is he asking the wrong questions... You know, I didn't think about that. Hmm. Your questions have to be good before this system to work. And that's where it normally fails. Your, like questions, it your questions have to be good, but not too good. Don't get on that second why. Then you're going to spin off into oblivion. So an economy of whys. All right. Um, and there's yeah, a Goldilocks zone. There's a Goldilocks zone of whys. I don't know why it stuck with me this week. I think it's a little weird that people take five questions to get to the heart. I thought it was weird people take seven. Five makes a little more sense. 
Um, and also because um, little Joey asks me why all the time, which I love, actually, because I can normally answer his questions with real science fact. <laughs> no bullshit. I'm, I, I've learned to anticipate why and have answers and then actually steer a conversation in. And isn't it interesting about this? Kid knows mad science already. He's also nice. started watching Bill Nye the Science Guy, which nice. has actually aged pretty well, but is a manic show. I didn't remember they used to have music videos. Like, weird. Let's I, I make remember... references to Madonna and other people in the 80s. Guys, it's 1992 or 3. Yeah. It was, Madonna it was, it was, it was even a little a much anymore? for me. Yeah. It was a little much for me. I couldn't I couldn't really deal. Um, I, do, I do remember um, at the same time, it was when the Sci-Fi Channel was like... It was a re- it was really er- weird early days of Sci-Fi Channel, and they had the show that was called The Science Show, and it was the most dry, boring, like barely trying, like educational program, and I fucking loved it because it was like none of that nonsense. There's no wacky skits happening. No one's wearing goofy clothes. No, this is a f- we're gonna fucking deal with an issue of science, and we're gonna like <laughs> do it in the most PBS-like fashion ever. I think it may have even been like an imported like canadian show or something it was just dry 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 with like the 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 most extreme it got was like it would do like um some like 3d model graphics um to illustrate points like it was like barely more (laughs) than than um a fucking slideshow it was like i loved it though because i was like this is the serious shit none of that playing around nonsense that these (laughs) they're making these kids watch um, before we go too much off on tangent, because guys, we got tons of fun stuff to talk about in the show, and obviously now we're armed with the 7Y formula, we'll be able to tackle everything in a very logical, like, we're going to get to the root of everything on the show that we talk about mm-hmm. today, for sure. And in your lives, call in, tell us about your 5Ys, what have you, mm-hmm. how many Ys, how many Ys does it take to get to the center of a problem? Let us know. But, do you remember, speaking of the PBS shows, do you remember the one about math? No. There was one show where these kids basically had a whiteboard or chalkboard, and they come up with random questions, and they'd use algebra to solve them. And there was always one kid that's like, hey, wait, I've got a formula for that. And they would take, like, ten minutes to solve a question. <laughs> and everyone had to be super into it. I always was mesmerized by the show because I kept thinking, but we're just doing math, right? Like, it should take you less time because you know the formula to do this. Why are you explaining it? This is weird. Well, no. Yeah, he had ten apples to begin with. You didn't need algebra for that. (laughs) We knew that. So funny. Kids really into math. And also it was an entertainment for me because few people are ever into math. These kids didn't exist. I thought, who are these kids? What are they up to? I mean, what are their lives that make you so into math at 12? Some kids are just mad into math. I never played a Sega Genesis and thought, wait a minute. Let me calculate how many rings I could get. (laughs) No. Didn't need to. You just don't. Brad, um... I know this might help segue into something you've been talking about, but the hoarder was out in the neighborhood. I'm now recording in front of one of my bay my windows, and across the street, um, a garage door opened. Hoarded. Oh. Hoarded. It was up to the door. Like, I don't know how the door opens and closes. There's a refrigerator in the in the front of someone's garage, like in the middle of it. Like I don't. There's an extension cord somewhere in the back, lost Is in the there, junk. That I I don't listen, Alex. I don't know. It could I, be 
Guys, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm was gonna, we were gonna have something else first, but I'm gonna go ahead and jump into oh, it, guys. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, but go ahead. Uh, Hoarders came back this week. It's on Lifetime now, um, and it started off with a live episode, a special live episode. Um, first thing I, uh, one thing I did learn was that, uh, um, you know, a lot of times you'll see uh, like newer appliances, like right out in front of the house, or like you know, really, you know, right up in the front of the hoard, and that's because they bought the new appliances with the hopes that you know to replace like the dead refrigerator that's full of like decay, um, like, but they couldn't get it in because of the hoard, and it just stayed there. Yeah, so maybe he bought that refrigerator because his real refrigerator is like filled like with dead rats. Whoa. So that could, that's probably saying. it. That is probably um, it. Yeah. Um, to talk about this hoarder special though, um, I just want to talk about it for a second because let me tell you, this was some fucking bullshit. What? This was the worst thing. I. It was the thickest of fakes, the phoniest of phony balonies. Um, such bullshit. First of all, you tell me we're gonna live episode of Hoarders. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna see some things. Now we definitely saw some things, but <laughs> here's here's the gist of it. First of all, we've got the blue eyes therapist. Like he's got like these creepy ass blue eyes. Um, he was on the old Hoarders show. Um, but he's kind of hosting it. He's a terrible host. He is terrible. He shouldn't be live. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's terrible. Um, and no one knows what they're doing. There were times where it's him and Matt Paxton, and they're talking, and I don't know where they think the camera is, but they weren't looking anywhere near it. It's like... I, like they were just... I, it's like they were st- looking directly at each other, but the camera's this way. They're looking in the wrong direction. They are both cheated away from the camera. What? It's so weird. I can't. I like. I'm like. But there's no camera behind you. You know that, guys. There's a house behind you. You see the house? Don't look at the house. Like, know where the cameras are. Look towards them. You've been on television before. I know this is live, but you're not idiots. What's <laughs> happening? Um. So that was bullshit. Um. The whole setup is basically like the idea is that they're gonna confront a hoarder live. Um. Does this the guy know this before? Uh, well, the whole like, the whole setup is like, oh, we don't know if he's gonna let us in. You know, we don't know if he's gonna talk to us. We don't know if he's gonna work with us. Uh, you know, we inter- we we get little interstitials where we meet his family. We talk to them for a second, um, but we're really just doing. We're basically doing like a checkup. We're doing like a um, a where are they now with another hoarder, who's like backslidden is now hoarding again, and he's about to lose his house and his grandkid and his wife. They're all gonna be homeless, and he's gonna be in jail. Wow. Um, because okay. it's hoarding hoarder stuff because right. that, so it, that's a hallmark of hoarders. Yeah, so we're getting we're getting we're getting we're getting that we're getting that, you know, checkup with that old hoarder and we're seeing how that goes and that's most of the episode. Pretty much we're just doing a check we're doing it's it's an update on an old hoarder that we've had before. So that's not live. Even though every once in a while the little thing on the top of the screen says live, I'm like, that's not live. You're showing pre recorded tape of this update. Like, he's driving to Guy's house, they're going to court, coming back from court, that's not live. The sun's out. It's like, it's not live. That part is not live. Don't put the word live on the pre-recorded part, you dummies. Ugh, what are you doing? Ugh, that is very amateur-esque. Like, amateur hour all the way. But well, this, then, is, like, a, but this you, is not A&E anymore, right? Because A&E is, is where lifetime. it used to... Yeah. Okay, so Lifetime is the new home yeah. for hoarders. I'm lifetime not sure how shows do that. 
Um, but, but then, like, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna get the update, um, and I'm like, that makes sense, you know, you're gonna pat, you're doing this live thing, you're gonna kinda pat it out, because you don't know, you know, how much you're actually gonna have to deal with this, you know, yeah. this new hoarder, so I understand, you put an update in there, so you have, like, it, you know, some stuff, cause you wanna make sure you have a decent hour of television, you don't wanna have a, a, a straight up, uh, you know, Jimmy Hoffa's tomb scenario, uh, where, Her where you got just Geraldo standing outside forever, then he goes in and there's nothing there. Well, this is fucking bullshit. Because, like, there's 15 minutes left, and it's like, alright, well, we're, I'm gonna knock on the door, and we're gonna see if it'll let us in. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm acting much more natural than he's acting. He's so fake. He's, mm -hmm. it's terrible. Um, so, uh, we're gonna go in now. We don't even know if he'll let us in the building. Um, so, let's hope this goes well. Cut to inside the house. What? Um, hey, live? Hey, live television? You can't cut to inside the house with lights and cameras and the guy there. And also the hoarder, um, not an actor, not his fault. He's a hoarder. He's not an actor. But it's so staged. He's like, oh, yes. Oh, well, no, uh, I'm, I'm ready to get some help. Uh, thank you for coming here today. And I'm like, oh, this is the most bullshit bullshit I've ever seen in my life. This is such bullshit. Now, we do get a little tour of a hoarder house, and that's always... I mean, that's what you come for. <laughs> like, you come for the hoarder house, and it's great. Like, um, one, of, one of my... Uh, what I do have to say, the, the my one, like, uh, highlight, I'll have to say, um, half full can of gasoline. That seems dangerous. <laughs> because there's a half full can of gasoline in this guy's kitchen? What the hell? Why? Um, and he's like, oh, yes, yes. Alex, did you say why? Yes. Why do you have a can of full, a half can, full can of gasoline in your kitchen? That's one why. Uh, because he's a hoarder. <laughs> you do not get from. Why is he a hoarder, Alex? <laughs> That's the second why. Well, no, the I guess the real why is why would a hoarder hoard a half a can of gasoline? Like, what is he using the gasoline for? Because gas is he running a lawnmower in his house? Is there a power generator in his house? I have a half can of gasoline in my basement covered, like, sealed tight, but it's for the lawnmower, and mm -hmm. it has its own place. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, like, in your kitchen, on top of some boxes. Um, <laughs> like top near the top of some boxes? Yeah, on top of some boxes. Well, uh, some boxes, some clothes, a dead rat. Like, what? Like, what? That's where yeah. you keep your can of gasoline, right? I'm not going to keep it with the flammable things. Right. In my garage. With yeah. my new refrigerator. <laughs> come on. Come on. Keep it in the kitchen with your garbage. <laughs> oh, wait. Your whole house is garbage. Never mind. Uh, we get to see where he cooks his... Well, oh, he doesn't cook his meals in the kitchen, so that's probably part of it. Like, he's now he's now repurposed... He's repurposed the kitchen into an artisanal garage. Um, where he oh. cooks his meals is the bathroom. Um, he's And that's that's gross, but that's normally what happens, right? Because that's well, he's the got only like a place with, with water. He's got, like, a toaster oven there. He's got a coffee maker. He's got the toilet. He uses the toilet. Um, um, currently, when they go in, um, and this is why it's awesome that it's live, um, there's a toilet. It has urine in it. It also has two dead mice in the toilet. Oh, why? And, he, and the host is like, so I... Uh, I noticed there, and again, he's the worst, he's the worst fake fakerson ever. He's so not natural on television. Um, so I noticed, uh, he, there's two dead mice in the toilet there. And the hoarders are like, oh, I, I didn't notice that. Must have be, must, must have just happened. You go to the bathroom and you cook in the same place. Yes. Okay. Now I noticed that you've got two dead mice in the toilet. 
Do you yep. know what that's about? Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Okay. Do you have a pest problem in the house? Well, apparently I must have. There's two mice in there, yeah. Yeah. So, are we to assume that <laughs> either some mice decided to go and die in a urine-filled toilet just recently, or, like, these mice were dying and they chose to go in a urine-filled toilet, or this guy pissed on some dead mice. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know if there's a good one. I Alex, question one. Why are there dead mice in a used toilet? Well, there's obviously mice in his bathroom because he uses it as his new kitchen. Common with hoarders, running water to wash dishes. So there's food there. That's okay. why the mice are in the bathroom. Okay. Why are they in the toilet? Mm-hmm. Um... There, I did read a study about mouse traps, and it's really easy to make really awesome mouse traps because mice are curious. So huh. I'm assuming that he used the toilet as some sort of food surface, maybe okay. a prep area or something, that uh-huh. the mice got onto it and somehow fell into the bowl and drowned. Okay. What would cause them to drown in a toilet, or why they drowned why, in a toilet, why would they which drown we're on our third why? is yeah. something that is confusing because mice can swim. Uh-huh. Also, toilets aren't that deep, right? I mean... No. And there's um, two of them. Yeah. Um, wait, I suggest that um, the years of living in this toxic garbage hole have mutated his system to where his urine is lethal. Um, I just looked it up really quick to make 100% sure. I'm not... I'm not discrediting your urine. Okay. Um, your uh, the poisonous urine that this man may be spreading in his bathroom slash kitchen. Um, I mean, but who mice, knows what he's eating or drinking? Who knows what he's eating or drinking? A quick uh, Google search on multiple places. I got an article clip from here from the New York Times. I've got another one from Ask.com, which whatever. Um, time and time again, mice are excellent swimmers. So okay. there was another reason they died in that toilet. There's no, there's no way they're not getting out of a normal toilet. Right. Ooh. I think it's because they ingested poison from this guy's urine because he's living in filth, filled with who knows what chemicals. I feel like there's something in the urine. A man who keeps an open container of gasoline half full on top of boxes in his former kitchen. Now, what, was, what did you call it? An artisanal... It's an artisanal garage. Garage. An artisanal garage. Garage. I mean, yeah, there's poison everywhere. Who knows what's around? Those mice probably ate something and then fell and just couldn't get out. They lost the will to live. Mm-hmm. They could also be mutant mice who have gained intelligence through whatever kind of sewage. Like, I bet, like a Ninja Turtle sitch, there's like a toxic ooze in his artisanal garage, or garage, uh-huh. and now they were smart, but they decided since they couldn't find their way out of the hoard out, that that was the only, it was a pact, it was a suicide pact. Okay, I'll... And I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, uh, um, does that, I think it's a four or five. I'm almost positive that you could have created multiple whys. Fifth fifth and final why. Um, Why did they um, make a pact to um, die? Uh, Because they're in a hoarder house. And I think that's that's why are there dead mice? (laughs) Why are there dead mice in the toilet? Because they're living in a hoarder house. They're living in a hoarder house. (laughs) That's the solution. Uh, Yeah. 
We didn't need algebra math show. We knew the answer the entire time. Oh. But the Ys did get us there in a fun yeah. way. Yeah. Oh. It's, just, it's sad that two mice, two young mice, all the hopes in the world. Oh. It, it was it was it was harsh. Um, now, guys, just so you know, this is not a new format for hoarders. Hoarders, it's gonna go back to real hoarders next week. They were just doing something special because it was the the first episode of the season, first episode coming back after a couple of years. Um, but it was bullshit. It was absolute fucking bullshit. Everything was fake and terrible. And like, I if you just like on Twitter alone, it was it was kind of amazing because it was just like a lot of people like this format sucks. This is terrible. Why? <laughs> this is the most fake thing ever. It was. Um, as always, I always recommend watching Hoarders Live. And uh, when you do watch Hoarders Live, I recommend uh, uh, just keeping up on Twitter because. That's that's really, dude. I'll be honest. I'm still kind of. I know that we got to the core of the problem, but it still blows my mind that on a live show, two dead mice were just in the toilet. A a, a yellow urine-filled toilet with two dead mice. Yeah, that man killed them with his poison urine. They probably yeah. fell in there on accident. There's probably like mice everywhere in his kitchen slash bathroom, and they fell in, and the normal mice would have been able to swim out. Can't with that kind of toxic urine. Are you sure he doesn't keep the other half of the gasoline can in his toilet? That could have also oh. been it. I mean, who knows? This dude is a crazy hoarder. Um, I'm just, I just, I looked up uh, hashtag hoarders alive, and I'm just, the, like, one of the first things I see is, wait, what? Wait, what? Two dead mice in the toilet bowl, and you didn't notice them when you were making toasted coffee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, I bet, I bet you become desensitized really fast to just your peripheral, like everything around you when you're in a horde out, because, yeah. because you, how can you not? There's so much stuff around you. It's like sensory overload. You can't focus on one thing. Anything. Oh. I mean, you have to stay focused. You will focus because there's too much. Yeah, hoarders live is hoarding some garbage TV. Nice. Uh, I'm just looking at the tweets. Brad, now I have another question. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I don't know. Now I think I need to ask some more questions to some people at work. Not that I just have work stories to bring to you guys today, but there was something else said this week at work that I think needs to be brought up now more than ever. So um, I don't remember how it came up because it was loosely associated with a conversation we were having around eating food. But one of my coworkers um mentioned kind of in a she, it, it was kind of like a confession she said i once ate a candy bar in the shower uh, how how do you well how is one question to ask <laughs> so we all looked at her and and asked like during a shower or were you just standing in a bath bath <laughs> with the curtain drawn eating a candy bar like because i'm not sure and she said yeah i was like taking a shot the shot water was running why um it took us a while to coax the answer out but now i'm wondering if she was lying why i wasn't she, paying why, attention why to her she, voice she felt the need to admit this yeah did it come up organically it was like hey guys i just need to tell somebody um this is the same girl who i think at around five or six was in the bathroom. She has a lot of like bathroom things. Maybe she just hangs out there a lot and she had a candy bar, I don't know. She said that when she was a child, she had her dad's like razor, electric razor, and she looked in the mirror and had it on and said, she said she remembers the inner dialogue thinking, no one would make something that would shave an eyebrow off. She shaved one of her eyebrows off and then went, 
<laughs> threw it down. <laughs> just freaked out. <laughs> As you would, but why? I mean, okay, this informs a lot about my coworker. She's great. I mean, she's an awesome. She's she's cool. But as a child, looking in the mirror with a with an electric razor, thinking no one would make something to shave an eyebrow off, and then just going to it like raking it across your eyebrow, and then you don't have an eyebrow anymore. That is psychotic. <laughs> The same woman who admitted to us that she ate a candy bar in the shower. Why did she eat a candy bar in the shower? I mean, because you think you would just eat it in the bathroom. Worst case scenario. I have a candy bar in the bathroom. For some reason, I'm hiding. I need to eat the candy bar before I get into a shower because you can't eat food in the shower, right? Yeah, there's water. Like you're gonna, your candy bar is gonna get wet. You know why? You know why we don't dip candy bars in water? Because that's weird. Why would you do that? Just eat your candy bar. There's <laughs> the only acceptable food in a shower isn't food. I think chewing gum is acceptable. Maybe if you've been sure. chewing gum and you just forgot, oh, I didn't spit it out in the shower. Yeah. That's not going to hurt anything. It's in your mouth. Right. Um, anything else like that, a hard candy that you've had in your mouth before you go into the bathroom. Sure. You should never unwrap food in a bathroom. Well, a bowl of soup because, it's, I mean, it's already watery, so, like, that's no big deal. <laughs> Instant soup that you make with your shower water. <laughs> You know people brush their teeth in the shower, right? Ugh. Now you can get a quick meal before you brush your teeth. You're gonna waste that water anyway. Why not? I I, I really I really want to know. Like why why did why did she say she was eating a candy bar in the shower? Well, now the story doesn't make too much sense. What I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. After you told me this man made his uh, bathroom into a kitchen, I'm thinking this girl may be a secret hoarder, and that's why she was eating at a candy bar in the shower. I may have to ask her that this week. I'll bring an update if I can. But her excuse was that her child was not allowed to have a candy bar for some reason, but she really wanted one. So she went into the bathroom. Her significant other brought her a candy bar to eat in secret the bathroom. Now, how she got into the shower, running water, eating the candy bar, I don't know. But that was what she told us. Look, my kid wasn't allowed to have another can a candy bar that day, whether it was her second or whatever. She, there's a rule. But I really wanted one, and I couldn't eat it in front of her, so I hid in the bathroom. My significant other brought one to me, and I ate it there. Which is another question. Why did you eat it in the shower? Yeah. That's weird. I don't know, Brad. Start, she never gave us a proper answer. Start the shower, eat the candy bar, get in the shower. Like, I don't, like, I, I just don't. I no don't. time? Are you lathering with one hand, <laughs> eating outside of the stream of water? And what do you do? Oh, no, I got soap in my eyes. But this candy bar is so fucking good. I got to finish it first. I can't get under the water. What do you do with the wrapper in a shower when you're done with the candy bar? Drop it. I mean. Drop it. Into the shower. It'll collect in the in the drain. Pick it up afterwards, throw it in the trash. Hide it from your child. What kind of candy bar was it? I'm curious now. Is there like a better or worse candy bar to eat in a shower? That I don't know, but I'm sure we can think about that right now. Um, well, any... I don't know. Twix. Maybe something... It, Twix could be one. All right. Twi I, uh, Twix... I think it's a Twix solid is, candy bar. I think Twix is worse than many because it has a, it has a, a crunchy cookie center. You get that wet with shower water, you're going to notice. Like but a Hershey bar, outside, Hershey bar is like a solid bar of waxy chocolate. If it gets water on it, it just has water on it. True, but if it's hot water, it could get soft really quick. The thing I think that makes a Twix a good candy bar is because it has that cookie running through the entirety of it, mm -hmm. making it solid. That means you have to be eating it. 
I think it could remain its crunch. It's it's easy to hold. I was suggesting Twix is one of the worst options. Yeah, I know you said that. I, I'm just agreeing with I you. Just, I just I, 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 I name me name me something worse than than a Twix. Well, there's other things. I don't think a payday would work very well, or anything like a Baby Ruth, because every time I've eaten one of those candy bars, well, some of the nuts fall off, and you don't want nuts in your shower. You just go down the drain. Well, okay, all right, touche, Brent. <laughs> I this this is so bizarre, isn't it? Like, isn't it? Like your your coworker is a psychopath, like just a straight up like insane person that needs to be stopped. Case closed. Case I gotta closed. ask her what candy bar it was. I think Definitely. it was like a I think it was a Butterfinger, but I'm not sure. Butterfinger's a solid pe- like that. See, like, I, don't, I don't like the butterfinger idea of Butterfinger core. because like a Butterfinger is it's like it's like really like sticky even like I, I feel, you can't like eat a Butterfinger fast because it's like all up in your teeth and it's like yeah that's true. It, it takes a while to eat a Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. Is this There's a full size quite- or is it a mini? Okay, now here's where the she started with. I ate a candy bar, which in my mind biggest candy bar in the world. King size. She's got a yeah king sized <laughs> Snickers. It's a, a king size. What you call it? What you call it? I think it was a Snickers. Now that we say, I honestly don't remember, but and I think it was like a fun sized. It wasn't the tiny little squares. It was okay. like a half a candy bar. But it's something basically. you can like in a couple of bites you can take down. That's yeah. not as egregious. But you're still eating it in the shower. You're still insane. There's no doubt about it. I can't think of a reason that would have me eating something in the shower other than I'm hiding in the shower and I don't want people to see me eating candy. But you're hiding in the sh- like isn't hiding in the bathroom enough? You're hiding behind a locked door in side of a shower in a cloak of water you're three stages in yeah cloak mode i like this is it's i don't know people drink drinks in the shower i know that's a thing and eating in the bathtub like with votives and a bubble bath i mean that's that's a common thing that's um what is that luxury decadent i mean it's that's a treat that's a special treat with a special treat but not in the shower standing up. No, no, not allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. No. Not allowed. Unless you're talking about Bill O'Reilly with one of those falafel things. (laughs) Well, that's different. That's a different, that's a whole different, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. Guys, if you don't remember that, uh, like eight years ago, Bill O'Reilly like made some weird sexual harassment where he told a woman that he wanted to like rub her down. He meant loofah, but he said falafel. (laughs) I want to rub you down with a falafel. Look, I don't want to judge anyone in their sexual like fetishes, but that's weird, dog. That's fucking weird. I want to rub you, I want to give you a good scrub with a falafel. In the shower. What? Well, like, what did she say to that? She said lawsuit. Um, <laughs> and gotcha. Lawsuit. Yeah. Oh. Um. Though I, w- I want to think everyone questioned him when they said when they read falafel in court. Looked at him like everyone did question. It was a huge thing. It's still it's still. Hilarious. I know. I I know. But it must have been really funny at the time. Oh yeah. Going in like okay, he's probably gonna say a falafel. Like, not a sponge, not a... You know, those falafel things. Not a loofles? Not a loofah? No, no, a falafel. Oh, boy. Sir, do you mean a loofah? Whatever it's called. Those are very different things, sir. Um, Alex, you bring up co-workers. I, I, yeah. I gotta talk about co-workers. Um, listen, I, I, an occur- a thing happened this week, and, like, 
I just, I don't understand people. Like, I, 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 I've discussed, like, my feelings about potlucks and food things at work. It's the most bullshit yes. thing ever. Um, can't yeah. stand it. Will not be a part of it. Cannot. Will not. I've seen every episode of Hoarders. I haven't seen everybody's fucking kitchen. I'm not gonna eat your potluck death food. It's not gonna happen. Tons of different foods at different temperatures from different disease, from different, uh, vectors of disease. No thank you. Not gonna do it. Um... So that's one thing. Um, but a thing happened this week that made me think about free things and how I feel about them. Um, so, like, you know, we have a policy at work. Like, you, you, if you have, you're not allowed to have, like, um, drinks at your desk unless it's, like, you know, in, like, a water bottle that, you know, uh, screws shut and, you know, yeah. spill-proof bottle. Makes sense. You don't want to damage things. Um, yeah, yeah. Some people have been getting, you know, fast and loose with that. They've had, like, the styrofoam cups with a little, um, you know, cover on them, but that's not, that's not allowed. And they've told us that no. a few times, and some people still, like, kind of play by their own rules, and it's like, whatever. So, <laughs> our supervisor, like, um, because, like, you know, I, you don't want to be the person that's to write somebody up for having a styrofoam cup on their desk. That's such a bullshit. Um, so she went and bought, like, a ton of water bottles. Like, oh. just, like, you know, like, like, cheap Dollar Tree, like, you know, water bottles. It's just water bottles. So, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to give everybody a water bottle, and then these fuckers better, you know, you better start using these fucking water bottles, and I don't have to, like, write somebody up for a styrofoam cup, because that's going to be embarrassing for everyone. Um, like... So, like, she and she bought, like, she went to buy, like, 40 water bottles. And, like, I'm going to assume that there's a good chance she probably bought those out of pocket. So, I'm like, you know, Most nice certainly. thing to do. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, and so she's, she comes in and she's like, all right, everybody, I bought some water bottles. Listen, I don't want to see any more styrofoam cups. Um, everybody, you know, have a water bottle. Cool. Um, so people go and get water bottles. Um, I stay at my desk because I've got a water bottle. I, like, I've got a nice water bottle. It's a filter. Yeah. It's, it's good. So, you know, it's the filter bottle. So, like, you know, I got that going on. It's a nice water bottle. When I'm done with this water bottle, I'm going to buy another one. So I don't need a free water bottle. And, like, you know, if it was nice, if it was, like, a brand, if it was, like, a Hilton brand, you know, and, like, it was, you know, company logo, you know, thing on the Ooh. water bottle. Like, and then I would be like, oh, okay, that's nice. So, oh, sure, that's, thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, that yeah. comes down to brand loyalty at that point. Like, we know how brand loyal you are. Well, I'm super, I'm, I'm very brand loyal. Yes. Um, but these are just, like, random, like, you know, they're cheap, shitty water bottles. I could go buy cheap, shitty water bottle if I wanted one. But I've got a good water bottle. And, like, so I was like, hey, aren't you going to get a water bottle? I was like, oh, no, I'm good. I, I, I've got one right here. And they're like, yeah, but it's free. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, yeah, I'm fine. It's it's cool. And then this woman, this is sexy. like, you are going to get a free water bottle. And I was like, I, I don't need a free water bottle. <laughs> And she's like, you're going to take this water bottle. And she goes and gets a water bottle and sets it down. She's like, you're going to take that home. And I was like, what What? I don't, what do I need it for? I've got a water bottle. He's like, well, what if you need, you can't have enough water bottles. And I was like, sure you can. I have one. That's enough. <laughs> sure you can have too many water bottles. And she's like, well, give it give it to your niece or nephew. I was like, I don't have any family. I, like, she's like, I'm a she's like well, fine. Uh, put some water in it. Take it and give it, give, give some dog, give some water to the dog. And I was like, oh, this one made me take a water bottle which now i've got this shitty water bottle that's not a that's not a bad water bottle I mean, there's nothing wrong with it it's just it's decorative it's just like i, I don't need this water bottle like and I, and I don't didn't particularly want this water bottle and i'm like i just and it made does me, it have a straw thing at the top or is it just a screw on no, okay screw so it's on. just it's basically a thermos ish it's like, yeah, it's, like a, it's, like, it's a canister more than anything i don't, I don't even want to drink out of this it's weird it's yeah it's but it's nice i did not expect to see you bring that into frame while we were recording there's nothing I, wrong with it there's no, it's a perfectly fine water bottle, but Brad didn't want it. It's just a and thing that's I don't need. right. And here's the 
and I just made me think about how I feel about free things. And, like, I just, like, I, I don't like free things. People get really excited about free things. I don't. Because here's the thing. If I wanted one, I could go get one myself. And if I needed one, I wouldn't want to take a free one. Because then there's all that, like, there's 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 shame that comes with that. And there's also, like, uh, now, now we're in a social equation where you've given me something I need. And I, therefore, feel the need that I, I am now indebted to you for this. And it's like, even if you don't intend it that way, I feel that. And then, like, there's, there's just, it's too much going on. I can't. Like, I don't like it. I don't, like, I don't like free samples at grocery stores. Like, I think that's bullshit. Um, like... Like, I, I, like, it's so insane to me. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want free things. I don't, I don't, I, I give, I'll, I would much prefer to purchase the most expensive thing than to take the free thing. I, you're not alone here. I, I agree with you. I'm not a fan of, like, especially company chocks. What is it? What's the word? Chalk skis? Chalk skis, yeah. I'm not, yeah. Um, also, where I work, uh, when I work downtown, the lobby is constantly, um, like cycling out different companies that come in and just give away free things. Um, the coolest thing was Coke was there, which I think I mentioned on the show. Um, they came and you could get your name on the bottle uh, of Coke. Well, it was actually one of those tiny cans, like the 16, no, I want to say it's even smaller than an eight ounce can, like a six ounce can. And they had like a database of names. You couldn't just make your own name up, which immediately I was uninterested. I thought, fuck that. Why can't you get Ram if Jack I can't make Coke, then? Yeah, then what's the point? Yeah. If I can't make Ram Jack on a Coke Zero, then why? So I was immediately disinterested, but people could not. People were backed up. That's the longest line I've ever seen. Like it was snaking through the down the lobby downtown. Yeah. And th- another time this week, I want to say it was Morningstar Sausage was giving away water bottles, not as nice as the one that you just showed me, oh, yeah. which I thought was interesting, but it had the logo on it. People couldn't, people were in line, just yeah, like could no. not wait to get these water bottles. And I thought, if, no. If there's, if there's no line and it's something I might be able to use, but don't need, then maybe I'll stop. If it's something I need, um, even if there's no line, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it because I know that I needed it and you provided it as a gift and I owe you one now. Well, you don't you don't owe ah. any of these people anything. Now, it's do. different. Well, it's different when your boss or supervisor gives everyone a water bottle. Right. And again, you weren't attached. You have your own water bottle. She wasn't targeting me with that. You're talking these jerks with styrofoam cups that think the styrofoam cups are the same as water bottles. They're not. Are worse than styrofoam cups. I'm kind of holding back on that. Are worse. Really? Like a paper cup? No. Listen, I, I listen, I I get that like, you know, there's some people that like I, I people at all different economic levels, um, and things going on. And I've been in some harsh economic times. Definitely. That's been covered on the show. Um, at no point in my life have I thought about carrying around like a big like like a jug like 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 an orange juice jug that I have washed out and now I'm using as a water bottle but I've seen people do it like in a, in the world like and these are people you know maybe this was early on maybe maybe you know we we hadn't had a lot of paychecks under our belt yet but still if you have a dollar to your name like you can you can you can have one of these and not have a, a jug that you're carrying around that you're filling full of water Someone at work brought a milk jug? 
It wasn't quite a milk jug. It was like, it was like, it, 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 but it wasn't much better. It was like a big thing. It was like, like a Hawaiian punch bottle or something. It's still like, it's a, it's too large to be a personal water bottle and it's not a water bottle and it looks like the most like shifty thing ever. I've seen it. I like, I, I've just, people have done some crazy things. I've seen it. It's crazy. Like in nowhere in my lowest of lows would you catch me with that. Like in my lowest of lows, um, when I was like mad hungry, I went th I went to Kroger and they were like handing out samples and I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna take one of the free samples today, um, because I'm mad hungry. And that was the that was as low as I was willing to go. But well, I'm not carrying different. around a jug. I'm never I'm never gonna carry around a jug. I never take free food if I don't want it. Now, if I'm going through any type of like a Kroger or a Costco or something, and someone says, hey, here's this brand new novelty food, of course I'm gonna try that. You're gonna try I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not turn try. down Graham. There's a s'more Oreo that I wish somebody would put on. I'm gonna buy a package of them because it's also like a mini package of Oreos. They've gotten they've got me for sure pegged because a large thing of Oreos that's a little too indulgent, Alex. I don't know if I can. Oh wait, fuck. They they've halved the size of an Oreo container and now I can just buy that for about the same price. I don't I don't care. I want to try those s'more Oreos. Alex, if I had something all, like that, sure. If I had all the money in the world and you were not diabetic, I would I like I would buy like every kind of Oreo. And just give you like a, like a an Easter basket of different Oreos, friend. That would be amazing. That I would, would thank be you for the it. best. It would probably be like a sixty dollar investment, like which. And that's the thing. It's not that nothing. expensive. It's like nothing. it's insane when you think about you're buying Oreos. Um, and insane when you realize that like for you to be able to make use of them would take five years. <laughs> that I many mean, Oreos. Yeah. Um, but, but it would be a fun ride, like in an, like a yeah. fun Oreo. Ride, yeah. like it would be great. Yeah, I would like that, and I would say thank you, friend. Indeed, I thank you. If we if so, we, if we ever have a ramjack meetup where we have enough people that we can justify that as a centerpiece, it will happen. Oh, definitely. So, guys, oh. start planning the ramjack convention. I think that's the heart of a ramjack convention: is we get novelty food just in abundance. Yeah. I've always wanted to try the microwave milkshake. Haven't done it for obvious reasons, but yeah, I, I just I I can't bring myself to buy a microwave milkshake. I just I want to discuss free things um because uh, i feel like because like i'm okay with gifts now if something is a gift i'm okay with gifts i think gifts are great i enjoy giving gifts i enjoy receiving gifts but there but that's different than a free thing free things i am against yeah i i would say by and large i am too but i will say that i have a different i guess um, viewpoint on it when it's given to me. Like if I go up to something, cause everything to me obviously is a choice. Like if I went up to that Morningstar thing and someone says, want a free water bottle? I would think in my mind, do I need another water bottle? Now here between Joey is constantly drinking water out of water bottle. So is Emily, so is myself, but we have like a grip of them already. If it's not a nice water bottle that I'm going to use, I would probably say, nah, if that water bottle is attached to a novelty coupon that I can novelty food with, then of course I'll give the water bottle away. I gotta get that novelty food because that's just who and what I am. Nice. Um, but I don't think of it as owing anyone anything. Like if someone's just, giving me something for free, to me it's just for free. I don't owe you anything. It, you're but, giving it out of the goodness of your heart. If you expect something, then you're a monster. It's not them expecting something. I just feel like there is a there is a social there there is a social equation that has been tapped at that point. Like um, it's like I'm gonna give you this thing, and it's like 
there, it, it's not necessarily like I owe you something. I, I, but like I owe you, like I, I owe, I owe you thanks. I owe you thanks. That's enough right there. That I'm like, ah, oh, now I, now I have to be thankful to you because you've given me something that I didn't really need. You, you can't stand that. I hate, Any type of like, god damn it, you I, got me picked. I hate like the like. I mean, like even though it's it's the least thing ever. It's like a thank you. It's a, an acknowledgement of your presence. Um, you're not. I have to acknowledge you as more than a, like a dead gargoyle. The fact that that, that the, the equation is tipped to that point where I have to I have to like give you that that little blip. I'm like, ah, oh, you're taking that blip from me. Damn you. <laughs> And I hate you for it. No. So no to free things. I'm against free things. This summer, if you're a dude, think twice about wearing shorts mm. and never take anything that's free. And I hate, I hate the idea of something I don't need. Like, because taking something that's, that you don't need because it's free. That is gross. That is the thing that has gotten me over time. Because when I was younger, of course, free stuff was neat. But now as an adult um, who's had to move a lot, not a lot, but it moved at least twice in the last two years, I packing all that stuff, some all my stuff, I thought, I don't need any of this. <laughs> Why do I have all this stuff? I don't need free things. No, I, so I'm very particular about what I bring in now, obviously. I, but if I if I don't want it, I don't need it. I don't I don't want a free thing. No, I I I will I would much rather pay for something I don't want or don't need than to be given something <laughs> that I don't want or don't need any day of the week. True. People going out of their way to get free stuff. Uh, Brad, I'm sure you consider them monsters. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, um, it was the youth group. Um, I was a Jizo Alex at that point, and we went to St. Louis on, like, a random trip with all of us. And the adult leaders, leaders, the adults on the trip, the chaperones, took, like, 15 minutes at a Cardinals game and filled out... They, they signed up for a credit card with some bank just so they could get a, a Cardinals t-shirt. And they said, oh, we'll cancel it when the first thing comes in. And I thought, what the fuck? You could have just, you're adults. You could have just fucking bought a Cardinals t-shirt. You remember back, in, you remember back before 2008 when like, like you could get anything free for signing up for a credit card? Well, that, yeah. was a, that was a crazy time in America. Credit cards are like going out of their way, even though it's a small amount, to give you like a percentage on what you spend. Like the tables have turned slightly. We'll give you a small amount of money back. Just get a credit card. It's cool. An oversized sports t-shirt. You could have bought one that fit you in the store for like 20 bucks, 30 even. Mm. And that's, if you want one, that's an investment worth making. That's so gross. Can't. Can't. So weird. I'm, I'm against it. Um, also, like, I... The same woman that was like forcing a water bottle on me was like, "Oh my God, hey, if you have, an, hey, hey, if uh, you have any extra ones, like that, that one right there, that's my friend's favorite color. Like wanting to snag a water bottle for someone else. Um, it's a water bottle. It's a water bottle. Also, it's an orange water bottle. So like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like that's nobody's favorite color. You're gross. Um, unless you're on Rocky Top. Why? Who wants a? Who wants? Like, hey, friend, guess what? Got you something here. <laughs> It's your favorite color. It's a shitty water bottle. Oh, and you know my favorite color is orange. Thank you. Worst. Worst. Was she trying to get up on her friend? Like, now you owe me something. I got you an orange water bottle. I don't know. Or was she genuinely just a nice person who thought, oh, you know what? Who would enjoy a water bottle? My friend that exercises all the time. She likes orange. I'm thinking of her. I'm just going to get her a water bottle. I don't. I don't if they're free. Like it was, This guy isn't taking his. It, it was the craziest thing. It was the craziest thing. I don't understand now, at all. Like, it's a different world to me. The root thing here that intrigues me the most is why this woman was so adamant about getting other people water bottles. Because she forced you, friend, yeah. to take your water bottle. Yeah. 
And now she also wanted to to get a water bottle for someone else. Yeah, I don't get it. Like the fact that she said, you're going to get a water bottle. They're free. You've got to get one. It's free. Why don't you turn down a free water bottle? That's stupid. Take one. You're going to take it. Yeah. That's weird. And then, and like, and like, because like, then somebody else was like, uh, like, it's mentioned like, well, he's not going to do the potluck. He's not going to do the water bottles either. Uh, and then she was like, no, I understand. I understand the potluck. I get that. Because I made it very clear <laughs> by that point. It's like, no, it's gr- water. Um, potlucks are gross. You people are gross for doing it. Um, I, that was clear. And she was like, I get that. I understand that. But this is different. <laughs> That's terrifying. I don't understand. But this, this is different. I, fuck free things. No, thank you. I don't want your free things. I don't want your charity. I don't want your free things. I don't want to give you a thank you. I don't, I know. I don't, I don't want this free thing. Free things. Brad's against them. If it's a, th- a thoughtful, I love a thoughtful gift. Like, uh, great. Sure. Oh, I had an extra one of these. Here you go. Okay. But I don't want a free thing. I don't want a free thing. I, not to just talk about work, because I don't think I've ever talked about work so much in a podcast Seriously. before. But it's just, there's so many funny things that happen in a corporate environment. I will say after another giant meeting, and I think I may have mentioned this before too, at the end they said, now everyone remember to pick up your free jar of nuts as you leave the auditorium. And I thought, free jar of nuts? (laughs) That's so random and weird. Also, what happens to people with nut allergies? (laughs) Also, mixed nuts are the worst. Seriously. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Fuck and it turns time. out that it was a special new kind of spicy nut we were offering, which is basically just mixed nuts with um, a bit of heat, which I guess in theory is not bad. It makes more sense than just plain mixed nuts. Sure. And in my mind, I thought, I'm not going to take that. I hate nuts. I've, I've mentioned on the show, especially, well, mixed nuts. But novelty nuts? Well, here's the thing. I, I don't enjoy nuts, so novelty oh. doesn't hit me. Unless it's something else mixed with something I enjoy. If, if it had been s'more if, nuts, I'd have been like, what the fuck is a s'more nut? Yeah, what is I was that? About to say, what if they put little marshmallows in with the nuts? Oh, well, there you go. Marshmallow <laughs> and raisins, all. I'm there. Um, camp and mix. Um, yeah, so that would have got me. But I also don't like spicy things. Right. So I was, in my mind, I thought, I'm not going to get this. So I'm walking out and meet up with someone that I know who I'm surprised it actually works at Kroger now. I thought, oh, friend from the past. Welcome to Kroger, blah, blah, blah. So we're talking, we're chatting. We go through the queue and it's set up to where you have to pass these tables. And these people seem so desperate just to give these nuts away. It's like they were told, we have your family. They're upstairs. There's a gun to their heads. And if there's a single box of these nuts left, we're going to kill all of them. You have to give these nuts away because they were desperate and it was it was strange like that's a why i want to get to the heart of they're like you want any nuts no i think i'm good are you sure they're new they have they're spicy do you want some that aren't spicy we have those too come on come to please take the nuts and how can I not take a nut? At that point, someone is pleading with me to take nuts. So I took them. I was like, sure. See, at that, at that point, I'm like, oh, now you've just raised the stakes. Fuck you. I will never take your nuts. Never. So Brad Brad would have killed I will, the family. I will, I will go to the store, <laughs> buy extra nuts, and bring them back and be like, you got more nuts to give away now. That's right. You owe me. Have some nuts, bitch. I mean, free stuff, man. And the what? summer is just rife with it. People love giving away free things. I don't like it. There was, there was a fish thing. There was a fish stick vendor that was coming around to the corporate complexes in Blue Ash where stop, I work. Stop, stop, stop right there. Stop at fish stick vendor. Stop <laughs> at fish stick vendor. What is this roaming fish stick vendor? Is it like well, a food truck? Is it like uh, just a guy with uh, carrying fried fish sticks? This is the epitome of everything you hate for free. 
There are companies that will get the equivalent of a food truck mm -hmm. and they will tour the United States giving away food and they'll normally record it and they'll make a big deal out of it and they'll use it as like a social media springboard for their websites, which whatever, fine. So one of them parked in front of an office in Blue Ash and it's the one that I work at and we went downstairs and everyone loved this. People were in line to get fish sticks because they gave away fish sticks. There was a fish stick mascot that was just a fish stick, a, like a furry fish stick I, that a human was in. They gave away dolls of the fish stick. They gave away coupons. And besides giving away fish, because they would just, they gave you away, they gave away free fish sticks. They're like, hey, here's three. Eat them. Have fun. I'm, Thanks. I'm, they I'm, gave away t-shirts. I don't mean to demean the fish stick. I'm, I'm not no. going to say, fish sticks don't taste bad, but fish stick is like one of the most white trash foods ever. That's a food <laughs> for children and hillbillies. But I'm sure that's the stigma they were trying it's, to fight. It's like Look. a, it's a step above bologna. Oh, can you say that? Like neither one of them are necessarily bad in the right context. But it's nobody's go-to. And I think the fish stick is trying to get away from that, which is why they were in the corporate. Yeah. They were you making the rounds in the corporate districts of Cincinnati. Stick. You cannot hipster the fish stick. No. After you said, hearing you say that, I'm sure hipsters could be all about the fish stick. Like, we are two months away from someone downtown or in any city saying, hey, have you been to that fish stick place? They make really good fish sticks. It's just like a little window, like, you know, in that trendy part of town. Oh my God, did you, you go there. They're open all night. Like, did it's you, the perfect thing the, after a bender. Did you get the dill parmesan fish sticks? Oh, yeah. my God. They're great. <laughs> the artisan fish sticks. They're artisan, they're artisan dill parmesan fish sticks with a little bit of garlic. It's really great. Dude, dude it's, real, 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 it's real cool. It's like in that one part that was kind of shady, but not. It's like this window. The guy's name is Vinny. He's perfect. You just go up. He makes your fish sticks. It's perfect. And he's got just like the right amount of peppercorn in there. It's the best. Dude, you got to get on it. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. It's like the best thing. Fish sticks are going to come back, guys. Ramjack called it. No. <laughs> but that kind of like roadshow free stuff is the like, those are the people that are your nemesis, Brad. Yes. That's that's your super villains. I can't. I can't. No, thank you. No, thank you. Guys, it is that super special time of the week where we check in with our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Guys, every week we come together, watch an episode of television, and then one of us is tasked with summarizing that episode in as close to a minute as possible. The goal is a minute, exactly, which is the jackpot. Yes. You're a brave heart if you can get that minute. If you go over, you forgot. You lose. You're a loser. You straight up lose, and you've forgotten everything yes. that Ramjack stands for. If you're... You still win in between 55 seconds and a minute. Yes. But it's a normal win. It's just sure. like, all right, I got to the end of the level. I'm done. I got the flag in Mario, but I didn't get to the top. I still had time to spare. I didn't hit all the bricks or collect all the coins. What am I doing with my life? That's what the 55 second to 59 second window really is. Right. It's a cry for help. Right. Anything below that, chump. You're chump. Straight up chump. Yeah. You don't want to be a chump. Nobody wants to be a chump. Um, quick question. On the uh -huh. off random chance that somebody was a chump, uh, what sound might they hear? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it is delightful.
delightful, but terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Shameful. Mm, such shame. Mm. You thought it was shameful to, to owe someone something for them giving you free stuff. Oh. Wait till you hear that. Wait until you're the cause of that music, friends. Mm. So there's high stakes here on Ramjack today. I will be summarizing the episode The Escort. Brad, I'm going to need a minute on the clock. Alex, you're going to have a minute. Please take a moment, collect your thoughts, think about what happened, why it happened, uh, what people were wearing, whatever you need to summarize this episode in as close to a minute as possible without going over or ridiculously under because then you would be a chump. Are you ready for Wait, this? Wait, what is the old lady's name again? Florence. Florence, Florence Talbot. I remember Florence. Florence Talbot in the machine. All right, I'm ready when you are. All right, and you will be going in three, two, one, go. Kevin's apartment is being uh, fumigated for cockroaches. Fucking gross. So Kevin's over at the Owens house now. Um, when It's really weird because they're having to uh, cut corners because their <laughs> bills for all their utilities is fucking high. Belvedere decides to put them on a ration World War II plan, and it's fucking awesome. Um, through the rest of the episode, the Owens have to uh, just sneak around. They're burning stuff in the yard to keep warm. They use all their ration tickets well above time for the months over. And at the end of the month, they're like, look, we really rationed hard and Belvedere stuck us to the plan. We've got to be saving on bills, right? Nope. They owe more money because Belvedere's a fucking cheater. Prank, guys. Uh, basically, for the rest of the episode, though, Kevin is an escort. He falls in love with a, a girl named Florence, and he wants to marry this old broad who has $7 million. He thinks about it because that's a huge payday, but then he realizes, nah, I should hold out for true love. What am I thinking? It's the pit, but whatever. And that's Belvedere. One minute, Alex. I'd like to thank the makers of Belvedere. I'd like to thank Brad for always being there for me and uh, having the stopwatch. I'd like to thank the cat who's right beside me now. Without his purrs, I couldn't keep me on time. I couldn't do it. I'd like to thank Jonathan for always being a freedom fighter on the high seas and on land. I'd like to thank every one of the listeners out there. Thank you. This victory is as much mine as it is yours. Damn, that was close. I was, was thinking. That was impressive. Alex, you were really good at hitting that one minute exactly. Anytime yes. I try, I go I go either a little too far or a little too short. Like, I can't, I, I have a lot of trouble hitting that one minute. I, you just, you're on it. I was worried. I was worried because you didn't get to the escort until, like, late in the game. But you made it there. That was awesome. All right, Braveheart. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. Adrenaline. Coming down and coming down. Um, so I looked at this episode and I saw it was the escort and I was like, wow, wacky. But I, but in my mind I was like, well, it's not going to be like an escort, right? Right? Oh, no. Kevin becomes a gigolo. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what they say. There is no time in history that um, being an escort, and, and not even in this episode, it's like, what is this weird, like, lover boy, like, uh, like, whatever, like, bullshit, like, oh, these women, yeah, you're just gonna go on dates with, with rich old women and, like, not fuck them? Like, you're, you're, that's not you're a thing. Gigolo. You're, you're not, there's no such thing as, like, um, like, you pay, like, a guy to go on a date with you. It's not a thing. Right, we've talked about the show. I think it's called Gigolos. I can't remember what network it's on. Maybe it's Showtime or something. Mm-hmm. It might be Stars, where there's there are people, are guys, male escorts in Las Vegas, and they go out of their way every episode to say, look, not every one of our escorts has to do with sex. A lot of it has to do with these people just communicating, just getting in touch with someone else. And then the rest of the episode, they have sex with every one of the... There's not a moment when they don't have sex with the women that pay them to go out with them. 
Never. There's never a moment. No, of it's course always not. sex. It's never just the companionship or whatever. It's always straight up sex. Yeah. No, no. Most of the time, I never even have sex with women. I just I go there. They want someone to talk to, someone just to engage with. Five minutes later, of course you're having sex with a woman again. That's paying you to be their escort because that's the thing, right? You can you can go to a bar or any place and just talk to someone and get a shoulder to cry on or someone to talk to. You don't have to pay money for it. It's just it's so insane to me. I don't I don't understand. It is. Like, P.S. That show is hilarious, by the way. And if anyone <laughs> is curious about it, do look it up because it is absolutely hysterical. Okay, so this episode originally aired April fourteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Wow. Um, now, the film Lover Boy. Uh, Lover Boy came out. When did it come out? April 28th, 1989. So one week you're watching an episode of Mr. Belvedere, the next week, um, so this movie comes out. So one week you see Kevin being an escort, and the next week, like, you see Patrick Dempsey being an escort. Like, what is, what was going on? What was, like, did Mr. Belvedere, like, did the, did the writers get like, hey, uh, yeah, I heard this movie uh, they're working on, uh, it's gonna be on uh, a couple of months, we gotta try to capitalize on that. Like, it wasn't, like, how did Mr. Belvedere come out a week before that movie? I was gonna be like, oh, I bet this was, like, six months after that movie came out. No, it's, like, a week before. That's but awesome. I wish had to know more somebody. television shows did that. Somebody had to know somebody. Like, how is that, like, and Dylan Walsh's character is named, um... Jory Talbot in the movie. So there's another Talbot. I, I feel like there's there's got to be some kind of connections here that I... Oh, dude. I come definitely. on. What's going on? What's going on here? You think, you think Kevin tried to get the role? And they were like, no, you're a Belvedere Kevin. You can't play this. So the writers and him kind of did a strike back and said, well, guess what? We're going to we're gonna steal some of your thunder. I, I, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that happens at all. I am. Um, you know what? Well, I, would I almost, tried. I would almost be willing to say that is definitely not what happened. I don't feel like Rob Stone auditioned for Lover Boy, lost to Patrick Dempsey, and then decided to come up with a strike back plan. Well, I don't know. Uh, um, it was an idea. I'm, it was I'm, an idea. I'm just. I'm like looking. Like, is there any connection? Is there any like writer director? All right, we got Frank Duncan and Jeff Stein. Uh. No, I, I, I don't know. This is so weird. I just... It's a mystery that I don't think the seven whys or five whys can solve. No. How, so, like, during during commercials for the this episode of Mr. Belvedere, you're seeing a commercial like, Hey, Loverboy, coming out next week. That's crazy to me. That is pretty nuts. But I really wish television shows did that more now. Let's just have crazy television they, shows. You used to just rip off more movies that are about to come out. Yeah, you know it was really weird. I was, I was, I was watching. Uh, what would you do with John Quinones? And then all of a sudden, like John Quinones made a bunch of evil robots, and they started trying to take over the planet and like lift up an island or something. But he got people in real life scenarios to stand up and do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised what people will do in that kind of situation. Yeah. And I'm really glad John's out there doing that. He's saving the world. And he's also doing it in a way that yeah. really, you know, 
puts the camera back on the people like, hey, what, exactly. do, what would you do? There was this really what weird part where John Quinones like went to like find like Stellan Stars Starsguard, and they like got into like a pool or something. I don't really know what happened. I think some things got left on the cutting room floor. But I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for the extended cut of what would you do to figure that out. <laughs> I, I think it's. I think it's got like a tie-in to uh, six to uh, um to uh, 2020. So I think it's all gonna work out. <laughs> Please, is it that hard to do? You know what these movies are like a year in advance when the release date is. Mm. I want one for Star Wars. I want one for all the major movies. Yes, uh, when uh, Batman uh, versus Superman comes out, um, I want to I want to see Alex Trebek and Pat Sajak uh, going at it. <laughs> <laughs> they are the Batman and Superman of their fields. Which one's the Batman? Which one's the Superman? Alex Trebek mm-hmm. is Batman, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, he's the Batman. Yeah. Patsy can't be Superman, though. Of course can he? he can. Superman's kind of dopey. Some, he's dopey. Patsy Jack, yeah, come on. I think that Alex Trebek would be pissed if he heard us talking about him as the Batman and that... <laughs> Um, Pat Sajak would be Superman. Because uh, in his mind, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune aren't even in the same. Now, granted, they are in the same category because I think one comes on right before the other one. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I just want to cast other game show hosts <laughs> in, like, the Justice League. Oh, so, um, uh, all right, so who are we getting for, uh, who are we getting for Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vanna White has to be Wonder Woman, right? Just because... Yeah, yeah. Or is it the woman who was on Weakest Link? Hmm. Now, the original or Meredith Vieira? Uh, well, no, Meredith mm. Vieira does... Uh, um, she does Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, she doesn't count. Okay. But that means... <laughs> Regis Philbin is in the running for something. Regis Philbin is Martian Manhunter. Yes. Or Green Lantern. I, I no no definitely Martian Manhunter definitely. Um, important question: Who is the Flash? This is an important See, that's, question. That's the question I leave like, to you because I know you're the one. Uh, you're representing the Speed Force presently on the uh, show with uh, your Flash T-shirt. So. Amp. Who, uh, who? I don't know. What are game show? What game shows are on? What? Are, who? Who have we got? What's? Who's available? I would think that the spirit of Family Feud is about time at the end. Mm-hmm. But anything with like a speed round, I so think. Louis Anderson is the no. <laughs> I'm Louis Anderson. Who hosts Family Feud now? The Speed Force runs through me. Oh, I mean, he did in the past. Like, I, do do all very now? Do we go original host or do we go current host? Is that? I think the original oh, host would be, original be like host. okay. Yeah, all right, all OG right. host. So Family Feud's that weird guy that kissed people. So that's creepy. Oh. He did kiss people. That it was yeah. really weird. Um, Richard Dawson. Um, you know he's not going to be the Flash. He's not allowed to be the Flash. Chuck Woolery is uh, is straight up Captain Marvel. Who is he? Um, uh, Chuck Woolery from uh, Love Connection. Nice. Yeah, he's he, no doubt. He is Captain Marvel. He's perfect. Best casting. All right, now I'm just looking up game. Guys, we'll get to Belvedere, but for the moment, I, I got we got to look up game show hosts. Um, oh, Howie Mandel is a dealer, no deal. Howie That's Mandel a, has to be in there. He could definitely He's bald, so he could be Lex Luthor, I guess, if you were going to stay with the DC continuity, or continuum. Hmm. Hmm. Who are you? No. Um, Survivor is not a game show. Fuck you. Because I don't really watch live television, I don't watch game shows anymore. 
No. Like, I can't remember the last time I watched, like, a proper game show. Because at that point, like, uh, what was that? Scare Tactics? Not Scare Tactics, but the one Fear Factor. That's technically a game show. Not in the same era. Yeah. So I guess what we're, we're, we're casting, like, the, the Golden Age? We're casting, like, like... Fear Factor would be more like Silver Age, right? If we're going to stay with comic books, I guess... In which case, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, I I think yeah, I think I think late eighties, early nineties game shows are really what I'm leaning towards. But I still like having Regis Philbin in. So I guess it's all it's just, he, it, he it can mix them. It's um it's yeah I can't we can't have. Look, when we do Crisis of Infinite Earths, <laughs> we'll bring them all together. Okay, Dick Clark, but, classic Dick Clark, um from Pyramid. Um, I can he can be a Flash. I can be okay with that. All right, all right, all right. There you go. Do we need to cast anyone else from the DC universe? I don't. You're a Green Arrow guy, but I don't really. He's not the main. I, I Green Arrow. Uh, Howie Mandel can be Green Arrow. There you go. No, Howie Mandel is Red Tornado. <laughs> Science fact: He's Red Tornado. There you go. What the fuck did Guy Fieri? Guy Fieri did not host a game show. Was there like some kind of cooking show? Oh, Minute to Win It. Ah! Holy shit, he did that? Yeah. Craig That's Ferguson. a Silver Age. Craig, That's post-Silver Age. Craig Ferguson, uh, Hollywood Game Night. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, he can be Green Arrow. All right, done. We we got them all. We got them all. There you go. Look for um, network television to scoop movie plots well before they actually make it to the big screen. They should have done it with fucking San Andreas. That's like one of the highest movie grossing movies right now. And every show could do an earthquake special. Come on. Get with it, fucking Hollywood. Come on. Seriously, seriously. Um, so guys, it, uh, Mr. Belvedere, the escort. The show opens. The kids are watching television. They're trying to see dad because dad's not here. George is over in Russia. Don't know why. I'm not. If not the yet. show. But, but you're like five minutes ahead. What? Episode what happens off. first? Episode starts off. Kevin comes over. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Kevin's uh, dropping bad. off his groceries that he had to bring from his apartment because they're fumigating. So he had to take everything, all of his food out of his place. What are they? It's also gross food. It should all be thrown out. Yeah, but... it's like half a banana and like, like I don't know. Why, why are you taking the ketchup out of your refrigerator? Like, what, they're fumigating inside. You're, Kevin, what is the deal with your apartment? Why Why do you live in a whorehouse? <laughs> if they have to clean the roaches out of your refrigerator, um, where was that refrigerator? Was Dude. it inside the apartment or was it outside? They had to clean, I had to clean up my first refrigerator when they came over to spray for the insects. What do you mean by your first refrigerator? Hmm? Also, why do you keep saying refrigerator? Refrigerator. Oh, I mean refrigerator. Um... Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I guess when Casey left, everything went to hell. I want Casey back. Um, so, Belvedere's like, well, at least you didn't bring your laundry. And Kevin's like, oh, it's in the car. Blah, blah, zib, zob. So, at this point, Belvedere leaves the room. And in comes Carl wearing um, Gonzo's suit. It really is the suit Gonzo wears in yeah. any of the Muppet stuff. Yeah, it's like a crazy, like wacky, like tuxedo with like the weird frilly shirt, and it's like, I I don't know what it, the pattern. It's like weird purple and shiny, and I don't know. It's bizarre. It's very bizarre. I mean, but it's '89, so. Yeah. It's um, very welcome in '89. It looks like it has like little octopus. I, it, it's not, but at a distance. Anyway. Yeah. It's like I, I, it's like shiny crushed velvet. I don't even know what it is. Um, 
Hey, and, he's got a cummerbund on too. It's awkward. Yeah, he tells Kevin about hey, he's got a date uh, for his. He's got a date because it's his new job. He's an escort, and he's mm-hmm. making a mad dollars. Um, working for what is it? Ed's Ed's reliable escort or something like like fast smart Eddie something Eddie Eddie's I don't know Eddie's escorts. It's weird. He flashes like a roll of bills. Yeah. It's like, look how much money I'm making. Hey, if you know anyone who's uh, good looking like I am, here's my card. Which I think he says, I mean, the joke is something like, I want to say Kevin's like, well, who are they looking for? And then Carl says, you know, good looking men like me. If you see one, give them my card. And he kind of winks at him like, are you, Kevin? Yeah. Could you be a male escort? And then, like, I well, mean, it's classic nagging. It's cla- He's got Carl's. <laughs> he's Kevin coming. And well, and also we find out later that like Carl got, is getting like a referral fee for like getting Kevin. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't know that prostitution worked with referral fees. Like, and like he t- later like Carl says to me about, oh, I see, you're getting paid under the table. What is this above the table? You are a gigolo. <laughs> you are a male prostitute. There's no referral fees. There's no paid over the table. There's there's only under the table. You are getting paid to fuck. I will not have anything else be claimed. My suspension of disbelief will not allow me to think that you're just going on harmless dates with these women. I mean, I... I not for the money you're throwing around, Carl. It's it is. I will accept that Belvedere has a pet seal. That Belvedere has a bikini brigade. That he can convert his room into a tropical paradise. I will not accept <laughs> that these are non-sexual escorts. Nor and the episode really only slightly plays with the idea that they might be. It, I, it is flummoxing. Because it really Carl is. Carl sells it to Kevin. It's like, listen, listen, all you have to do is go on dates with these women. You don't even, you, you don't have to do anything. Like, it's just, you just want companionship. Like, what is this weird bullshit deuce bigelow world we're living in? Like, I, I don't under, it's, it's so strange. And like, it's a weird level of sexism that like, oh, women don't want sex. They just want companionship as well. Like, that's part of it. Like, there's so much strangeness going on. Why is this a thing that has happened in more than one film and television show? I really don't know. It's... You're right, it is sexist in many ways. And really, I mean, to each their own. If you want to pay for sex, by all means, do it. Who cares? Make sure you're safe. I just, There's nothing wrong with it. Why do we have to dance around? Why do you have to make Kevin be like, oh, he's a male escort, but he's not having sex with these women? It's weird. All right. All right. So, yeah, Carl's right. And Kevin's uh, putting a couple of thoughts behind it. Uh, then we go into the living room, and the Owens kids are watching television, trying to find George in, like, a Russian protest, because there's been a cultural exchange program in which George has gone to Russia... And a dancing bear has come to the pit. <laughs> Guys, that's that's a real thing that's happening in this episode. I, you know, if if they if the, if the, if they if only they had to like take care of the dancing bear, I would be like full season five. If we cut over, yes. if we cut over to the end of this scene, and uh, George was like, 
Well, I, 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 I wonder what uh, Vladimir wants for dinner. And then we got a bear with a hat going, Rrr. then that would be full season five. They don't do it, though. We don't get to see that bear. It's a rare miss for a Belvedere episode, really. really. It's, it's upsetting. Mom walks in and says, guys, I'm going over the bills. And they're, like, super expensive for the 80s. Like, for 89 $600 for, what was it, electricity or water is a lot of money. Uh, did they say numbers? Yeah, they like hundreds of dollars. She said six hundred for one, five something for another. Like they're paying insane amounts of eighties money for these utilities. That's crazy. How's your electric bill five hundred dollars in the eighties? That's insane. Well, I mean, let's not forget that Wesley T did have a nuclear reactor at one point in their house and was running a small business. So, I mean, given that those things happen on a (laughs) bi-weekly basis for all we know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes we're not sure what's going on. And later in the episode, Belvedere's cranked up the heat so high in his own bedroom that he's also running a fan to cool himself off, even though everyone else in the house is freezing. (laughs) So, I mean, I guess it's possible if you're just (laughs) very inconsiderate towards Earth. Dude. Also, the 80s. The concept of, like, energy conservation <laughs> I mean, didn't exist. Everything was on full blast, and everything went at 100%. Okay, still. Like, that's... Marcia says we gotta start cutting back. First thing we should cut back is all this junk food we buy. And she starts to throw junk food away, and Belvedere's like, Not so fast, Marcia. Also, Let's not get crazy. Also, can we just address how how clearly terrible Marsh's finances? Because throwing away junk food you've already purchased <laughs> does not save you money. No. What are you gonna do, you idiot? In fact, then you have less food to eat. Therefore, you have to spend more money. Maybe don't. Maybe don't waste food. <laughs> Maybe don't. And, and Belvedere is true. Don't jump to weird, crazy conclusions. About saving money, you weirdo. Well, it's time to start saving money. Let's throw away everything we own and burn the house down. That'll save us money. Well, will it? <laughs> Kids, we gotta go back to bootstraps. Starting with throwing away everything. Including your bootstraps. It's gotta go. <laughs> your bootstraps have to go. Mom, this is why you're so bad with money, because you don't understand how it works. Next Any thing, well, of that, it. Well, that bootstrap thing didn't work. I guess we'll have to rebuy all the things that we threw away. Hmm. How about it's like, so how about not having a live-in housekeeper? <laughs> or better yet, selling the Porsche. Selling the Porsche, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this has come up so many times on us watching Belvedere. They always talk about money issues, and it's that easy. The one thing you don't need is another person living in your house that's not a part of your family. Uh, Second, you don't need a Porsche. You're not even a lawyer anymore. You crazy bitch. You don't need a Porsche to take you to the diner that you work at. How about you go back to the law hut, get a real fucking job, then maybe we'll talk about you keeping the Porsche. Um, like, I just, you can't. You can't. You can't have a live-in housekeeper, you can't have a Porsche, and work in a diner. That's not how it works. Just in case some people may be new to the show, and maybe thinking, man, these guys are really hammering Marsha. This is kind of wrong. Why Why are you calling her a bitch, whatever? Guys, listen to the episodes before this. We assure you, Marsha has earned all of the ridicule we ever put onto her. Because she's a monster. She is a monster of Belvedere. She put, she put her family second to advancing her own career that she then quit, um, bought a Porsche, um, quit her job, got a shitty job, doesn't help with the finances. <laughs> 
boxes with the family. The first time she decided to, the first time she decided to do something to help the family out, uh, what she did was buy herself a car that she doesn't let anyone else use. And it's a Porsche. We, oh, she, also, her around. she also bought it with her secret bank account that she hasn't um, helped out with the finances with at all. So, yeah. Also, not really apparent to her children. Also, there's direct evidence. I mean, we could make the argument that Kevin wouldn't be in this escort situation if things were better on a monetary standpoint. Yeah. Or if he wasn't even in the pit, which again reflects on Marsha because she didn't help with college for Kevin. Not that she needed to, but there was an assumption that they were. But Kevin's senior year, he was under the impression that his parents were going to help pay for college, um, and they didn't. So Kevin, um, at the last minute, had the, the fucking rug pulled out from under him and had to go to the local community college. That's, that's like shitty thing to happen late in the game. That's why Marsha deserves this. Okay, I just needed to get that out of there. I mean, that's 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 where that's where we've been, and this is where we are. So Belvedere says, "Let me help you guys cut expenses, and let's start right now." Turns the television off. George is lost to Russia. We don't know. I don't know if he's going to come back. I honestly don't know. No. Um, the next morning, I think they're all talking about ration tickets because that's the system Belvedere has decided to institute with the household. Everyone gets ration tickets. If you want hot water, you got to pay a ration ticket. If you want food, you got to pay a ration ticket. He's going old school with them, Brad. If you want to watch television, you got to have a ration ticket. And they're like, oh, Gilligan's Island's about to be on. What? <laughs> um, guys, why? You're going to waste your ration tickets on Gilligan's Island? Um, like, it's 1989, guys. Like, you could be watching Perfect Strangers. Uh, you could be wa- you could be watching anything. Why are you going to watch reruns of Gilligan's Island? Guys, in a ration ticket scenario, never waste rations on reruns. And if you're going to waste... Find an old person who remembers the show and have them tell it to you. I'm sure it'll be more fun. If you're going to waste rations on reruns, make it a rerun of something worth watching. Like a Mr. Belvedere. I'm not Gilligan's fucking island? What? Okay, now a question I have for you, Brad, is do you think that the ration concept in and of itself is a good idea? For them to cut back and save money? I, I, or I, even in general. I when think t- going gets tough... Ration. I think it's okay in the fact that because Belvedere's handing them ration tickets, so there's a there's a physical like identification. I have so much of this I can use. It's a way of budgeting that makes it physical. And for people mm-hmm. as terrible with finances as the Owens, it may be okay. We tried this with the checkbook before. Remember, he took away all their credit cards. Oh. Didn't work. But this is a new novel system for them. I think that's why they get on board. And I think putting the word coupon or, like, ticket in there makes them think that it's more than it is. Oh, well, I'm not having to save. I have all these coupons, all these ration tickets. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to backfire. Come on. This is an episode of Belvedere. Clearly. So later, so, later on, everybody's uh, cold in the living room. We got some We got some real sweaters going on here. Um... It's terrible. Um, uh, uh, like, nobody's, like, insanely badly dressed yet, but everyone's terribly dressed. Yes. Um, Kevin comes down in a tux, uh, like a normal human tux, um, and Carl's helping him get ready, uh, cause he's got his, uh, first night at his new job. And you think, like, maybe he would, like, try to cloak out a little bit, but Kevin pretty much tells Marsha, like, pretty quickly, it's like, oh yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, I'm gonna be an escort. You, Kevin... Don't tell your moms that you're going to be an escort. He, was, he could have said, I, I'm going to work part-time as a server for weddings. 
Yeah. It's that simple. Why would you tell your mother you're becoming a male prostitute? Obviously, she doesn't take this well. No, she's not happy about she's like, it. What are you doing? But it's not like a fucking hell, Kevin. That's gross. What's wrong with you? <laughs> she's just like, a, I'm your mother disapproves. And she like snubs him. And it's like, huh? And she walks out of the room. And then everybody else kind of like hmm, humps out of the room. And I'm like, yeah, they uh, walk up to him in turn. Hmm. <laughs> I'm I like, love when little Wesley T does it. <laughs> it's it's not like he said, um, hey, you know, um, I, I've you know, given it some thought, and uh, I'm a libertarian. And they're like, that's stupid. You're an idiot. Goodbye. Um, he said, I am a male prostitute now. I'm starting my job. Right now, this second, I'm going out to have my first night as a male prostitute. That's like a, that's not a, like a, that's a, dude. Sit, let's sit down and talk about your life choices. <laughs> I know I'm a shitty mom, but fucking hell, dude. You're going to get a disease. Our... The first thing she should have called up for was Belvedere. Belvedere, get in here. Do you know about this? Because if so, I need, to, I need to know why you approve this. Listen, son, how about I just sell my Porsche and I loan you some money? Don't fuck old women for money. I'll I'll sell the Porsche. I'll do, like, you don't have to fucking whore yourself out. There's a million steps, like, before Kevin, you let Kevin leave the house. <laughs> but they do. She they, just yeah, lets him but, leave. Well, <laughs> I guess, if that's what you want to do. Like, what? If Heather said, hey, guys, I'm now a hooker, do you think this would play out the same? Where are you going in that dress, Heather? Well, this is kind of an embarrassing, Mom, but I needed some more money. Like, I'm hoping to go to the prom later this year, so I decided to become a, a, a prostitute. I am going to um, go blow guys uh, for money on a street corner, so... I mean, he does say I'm going to be a male escort, which we all know means that he's going to be having sex with women for money but is there no i mean we covered it already no, there's no way not. around it there, you can't be an escort and just a it's it, super rare where they can't like that happens not super rare never never happens impossible well not a thing okay you're right never you're right. been a thing that's a different job that's not called a male escort that's called anything else that's called like a tour guide that's called um, a <laughs> tour guide. Like that's what this. That's not an escort. Hello. We, there should be a tour guide service. Yeah. Hi, I'll, I'll be show your you tour around guide town. I'll show you some of the hot spots. It'll be fun. Um, uh, like I'll show you the historical district. Um, this job does not exist. <laughs> you need a tour guide to find those really good fish stick places <laughs> in the seedy parts of your city, dude. Right. Yeah, it doesn't. But I do think that's a good idea. We should start. We should do a startup called Tour Guides. Where it's, it's what an escort service pretends to be. And that's the tagline. Alex, what an, ex, think, what no, an I, escort service pretends to be. No, I think at that point, you're just starting an escort service and pretending no, you're not. No, it's different. Alex, no, 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 no. It's, you it's totally different. Totally just, different. You've just become a pimp. You've just, you no, just decided no, no, you want to no, create an app totally that makes you a pimp. No, look, Brett, all the money is on top of the table. It's never under the table. It's not in oh, the basement. Um, it's a startup. It's different. Can we talk about the stock footage shot that I believe came from an episode of A Man Called hawk <laughs> we see this we like we see like the limo um like dry whip around and then we cut inside and this woman is drinking champagne from a shoe uh, yeah this film it's even at a different frame rate like yeah it's a higher quality video she's drinking yeah champagne from a shoe she's an older broad um, but she's loaded because she has a mink on her shoulder yeah she she says something about how 
what does she say? I told my ex-husband, like, I was going to basically fuck the first thing, the first hot piece of young man I see that in front of me after our divorce. Guess what, kid? It's you. It, she's not an unattractive older woman. Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's like, Kevin. You're, like, you're, okay, Kevin. This is what you signed up for. Like, it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Kevin, what is your complaint? Like, like she's like 40 and like. Yeah, it's it's like straight up dynasty. Like she's like she looks like she came out of dynasty, and like yeah, she basically like tries to jump him, and like he's like oh let me out. This is my next. This is my stop here. Let me just let, get out here. I'll walk home. He's like that's a that's a sewage plant. And he's like oh, well I, I'm a broke college student. Blah. Kevin, like you're either a fucking hooker or you're not. Like <laughs> make up your goddamn mind, cause this woman paid to bang you. And you need to fuck this woman. Like, she has made a contract, funds have been exchanged, you fuck the woman. I don't know what, like, first of all, what's your complaint? What, like, what is, like, what is Kevin Owens, Kevin almost rapist Owens complaint? What is, you what? know what his complaint is, Brad. This woman has been drinking from a shoe. I, Obviously, her judgment of what is safe and sanitary doesn't exist. Who knows what he's going to get from kissing her lips when she's starting to kiss him? And who knows what other other things might lurk? And you know what? Within her system. That's why you don't become a prostitute. But Kevin, mm. you've already signed up to become a prostitute. So guess what? Now you're a prostitute. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that he doesn't get out, right? Like, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I don't even... Well, no, he doesn't, because, like, next morning, like, Carl comes over, and he's like, oh, my gosh, last night was terrible. Uh, that woman... I, I still have... I still have... Uh, like, what does he say? It's like, like, like I have a Corinthian leather burns in places that you don't even want to know about. Like, all right, all right. Well, that's weird because I'm pretty sure I can guess where those burns are. And if they're in other places, then you're right. I don't understand how they got there, but I would also like to know about it. Because we do get fade. Like, he says something about getting out of the car and she basically tackles him and it fades. So, yeah, something yeah. definitely happened. My question here is, is Carl the one who is the pimp? And he just tricked Kevin into thinking there's a bigger company? Because that'd be actually pretty savvy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like That's that. That's a... Yeah, yeah. So uh, Carl comes, he's like, hey, I got another... Listen, uh, that may have gone bad, but I, there's, I got another job for you. Don't worry, it's it's fine. It's just it's just an old lady, like, you just take her around the town. Like, nothing. don't worry, it's not going to be crazy. Uh, like, what are you talking about? Of course it is! You're a prostitute! <laughs> It's gonna be crazy. It's inherently crazy. It's your prostitutes. It's inherently insane. I mean, there's no way around you're taking, it. Taking like you're taking you're 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 creating the most intimate of moments. A a, a like a service industry job. Like uh, within the first week, you have a lifetime's worth of stories to tell. Yeah. People and they're like, man, this is weird. You think that's weird? <laughs> One week I was a prostitute. What? Yeah, all the stories. I mean, what is going... What was going on in 1989 where, like, young dudes were, like, wacky, hilarious prostitutes that weren't prostitutes? Like, what was going on in April of 1989? I don't know, man. It was a weird time. It was an interesting time. Like, I, Women had money because it was the 80s and they could do what they wanted with it. out a week after this? How did that happen? Was there something that came before Loverboy? Like, I don't understand. What was the uh, male prostitute movie? Uh, what was his name? Was it? It's not Pierce Brosnan. Or maybe it was. I, I remember the actor's name. He was in Pretty Woman, but I really know him from Richard Gere. Um, the Sean Richard Gere. He was in a prostitute movie. Oh, um, um, yeah, uh, um, 
it might be a yeah um america or uh american gigolo maybe i don't officer and a gentleman no <laughs> yes officer <laughs> and a gentleman american it was gigolo. american gigolo and that was in 1980 so this is like nine years later but 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 89 what happened in 89 well wasn't um wasn't um tom cruise in a movie about prostitutes too yeah he was what where was he that? he was dancing he danced around in his underwear like that was referenced in every television show after the fact was that risky guys business? it should have been before yeah it was risky business guys it should have been before the movie came out get on it you got to scoop these movies they're gonna win if you don't scoop them i know a lot of people are talking about the streaming business being the thing that hollywood should worry about yeah risky Dumb, business i'm done was guys about television so it was 83 so so there was a huge gap between yeah, I- the first time men were talking or were in the talk of being gigolos in 89. So maybe it started in the early 80s and it wasn't really accepted culturally until 89. Which makes kind of sense, I guess. I guess. I just... Uh, male prostitution Dude, in the arts. American gigolo. There is a Wikipedia article on American prostitution in the arts. Um, You need to peruse that right now and bring some highlights all up. Alright, alright. Here we go. Here we go. Alright, I'm looking at films. Um, Alright, alright. 1980, we got American gigolo. Um, 40 deuce, 82. Uh, um, uh, some other thing. Less than zero, 1987. That could have been the catalyst for all of this. Alright. Um... Eight, oh, okay, that, that, definitely, because, okay, then we've got 1988, you've got The Everlasting Family Secret, okay, that's an Australian movie, oh, these are different countries as well, Macho Dancer was in the Philippines in 88, uh, Cop is a movie that came out in 1988, 89, Loverboy, I, mm-hmm. 92 was a big year for, uh, male prostitution, alright, what do we got, what do we got, we got TV shows, documentary films, on television, um, oh, those are main characters, uh, I will say I've never seen American Gigolo, but given the small plot synopsis, when you first reach its IMDb IMDb page, mm-hmm. I really want to see it now. Let me give you guys a little taste. A Los Angeles male escort, who mostly caters to an older female clientele, is accused of a murder which he did not commit. First off, you use the words did not commit, so I know that you're lying. <laughs> he did it. He killed that broad. That's how lies work. That's how lies work, kind of, mostly. But I've got, I, I need to see this. So for some reason, which we're not completely sure about yet, the male escort business was peaking in the 80s. Right. So Kevin goes on another, he's like, all right, all right, Carl, I'll go on, I'll go on another one. I'm not going to just, I mean, I did bang that older broad and she was kind of hot. And yeah. like, so. Kevin, like, don't complain. Like, I don't see what the complaint is. Like, you got paid, and it was an attractive woman. Like, I don't, I, I, I really, I don't see a downside. Maybe he just didn't want it because love wasn't there. Oh, I doubt it, because this is Kevin we're talking it's about. Kevin, but like, come on. Um, so he, he shows up at this house, and also I love that he brings, like, a box of chocolates. Like, so, uh, like, I don't know. I just feel it's like, that's weird. That's, uh, like, I feel like... Yeah. A hooker that like like leaves an Andy's mint on the pillow is a weird thing. Like it's it's a weird like I don't know. No, I don't think you need to gift if like you're being paid to fuck. Like that's weird. I think that maybe it was written in the contract, and I'd like him to bring me a box of uh, Russian yes. Stone's chocolates, just like my old boyfriend used to. Uh, so he, he, he rolls up the door, opens it, old woman's there, and then there's like and like her name's Florence. Her name's Florence. Has a name. And I 
I was like, oh my gosh, are we gonna play this like like she's got like uh like it's actually gonna be like her she's got like a younger daughter or something? And I was like, oh, is it just gonna be this old woman? Either way, it's crazy because there's this weird awkwardness at the door, as there should be when you're like an old woman getting a prostitute. But no, it's it's for her, and like she's a 65 year old woman. And Kevin's a little worried. He's not sure if he can do this. Of course um, not. She says, all right, Kevin, get ready. Are you a dancer? I asked for a dancer. And he's and he's like, yeah, I guess. So they go to do a dancing know, competition. Do you know the jitterbug? The Lindy Watch Hop? out for the jitterbug. Like, the Lindy Hop. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, Can it's... you mash potato, Kevin? Come on. Get those loose hips moving. It's so weird. And, like, she's, like, kind of weirded out and embarrassed. She's like, oh, I asked for someone closer to my own age. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Understandable. Like, like, why would you send, like, the, like, a woman asked for somebody there. It can't be that hard to find, like, I don't know, 45, 50-year-old dude that's willing to, like, fuck for money. Like, why would you send the young kid out? The old rookie. Like, Man, we'll shake things up. Like, this is where the escort service gets really weird because the person running it in their mind mind is doing something yeah yeah that old broad last for a dancer i'll give her a spry young guy if we wanna, who knows it could be imagine evan if we want to go back to pretending that this is theoretically escorting and like she calls like oh i want somebody to go dancing with um you're like all right all right cool 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 you're gonna send the kid like no send like like i'm sorry it can't be that hard to find like a 45-year-old dude willing to be a male gigolo for money. Like, well, maybe she wanted it to be discreet because if a young kid like Kevin shows up with this old woman, yeah. they assume that, no, they're not dating. That has to be, like, her grandson or something. Or, like, it, her... What's, what's less discreet? A 65-year-old woman with, like, a 50-year-old dude dancing um, or, like, a 65-year-old with her grandson out dancing. That's, well, either... that's just as weird. You're going to talk no. about that just as much. Yeah, the grandson is just as weird, but old people will think it's cute. They'll be like, well, it's so nice to see a young gentleman these days. It's so nice you're out with your grandma. No, I'm not actually. I'm her escort. What? You can't find, like, like a... Like a Florence. A moderately attractive, like, oh, Florence is out with Sean Connery tonight. It's like, like something like a distinguished gentleman. <laughs> like, there's, there's not, like, a distinguished gentleman that's willing to, like, go on dates for money. Yeah, and... Come on. It's not like you have to say you're an escort. I'm not even sure what the protocol is for that. I Like, if you're out with an escort at a social event, do you say, this is my escort? Do you say, this is the this is my date for the evening? Like, it, people can read into it what they want, but it's really hard to be like, oh, this is my date. His name's Kevin. And people not be a little weirded out that you're, you're approaching mid-80s, maybe, early 80s. Yeah. And this kid is, like, in the prime of his life. He's not even 25 yet. Also, if you have $7 million, why are you living in a shitty apartment? Well, it's probably not an apartment. It's probably, like, a, for the 80s, a nice townhouse. But All right. like, even like, it's e different standards for like, the 80s, dude. Like, oh, you know my that. God, it's the shittiest-looking condo. Like, I'm really like, is, no thank you. She's up on the third floor. Third, Your third floor condo, you have $7 million. You have $7 million in the pit. Why are you living in this third floor condo? She got to make it stretch, dude. You know old people being conservative with money. Oh. I mean, I'm just waiting for it to click in with any of us these days. And we're like, oh, there you go. Pretty soon I'm shaving off pieces of soap to use for a week. <laughs> or uh, any other weird cost-cutting measure the elderly do for no reason. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. 
I won't have to buy soap for a whole year if I shave off just a top sliver to use every month, every week. Now, what I do is I take the plastic bags from the grocery store and I use them for a rain bonnet. No, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, my God. I don't want to. I like to use them as big trash bags. Not like not like little ones for the kitchen. I, I use them for all my trash. I save money that way. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's weird. So Kevin takes her out. They win the dance competition. Yeah. I hope so. Or Kevin is a horrible dancer. Um, does she invite him in for sex? I don't remember. She invites him in to bring the trophy up. Um, and, and by like, trophy and up. <laughs> when she when she pays him, he's like, oh, I feel bad about taking your money. Oh, this is, eh, this is weird. I had a really good time. It's like, Kevin, you're supposed to have a really good time. If you had a shitty time, like, you are the worst whore. <laughs> he is so bad at being a whore. Um, so they decide they're gonna get together because uh, like they're gonna go dancing again like next week or something. Um, whatever. And then so fine, that scene's done. Cut back to the Owens household. Heather is like in a straight up parka with gloves, uh, and she's looking for the phone. What has Mr. Belvedere done? Mr. Belvedere has installed a payphone. <laughs> But how am I going to call Angela? <laughs> well, pay up, bitch. <laughs> and so he's like, fine, I'll just drive over there. He's like, ah, 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 you've used up all of your gas rations. Which is amazing. Like, the ration system is great, I especially for comedic effects. So he gives her, like, a skateboard. Yeah. So she's upset. She goes upstairs. Um, Kevin's here. Um, suddenly there's a, a knock on the door. Carl's back. He's broken his arm for some reason. I don't remember why. Oh, you don't remember why? It's because Carl's date last night, um, it, it wasn't as turned out it wasn't a sweet old lady. And then he found out it wasn't a lady. And then, uh, when he found out that it wasn't a lady, he, um, he got real mad at him. Like, um, uh, what? So, so, a transgendered person hired Carl to be a prostitute. And I guess Carl, like, freaked out. And then Carl got beat up? Or did, like, I, like, I just, that's... I think Carl's lying. He had, like, a crazy night out, and he happened to break his arm during it, and he may have fallen in love with that transgendered person. I feel like Carl, like, found out he was dating a transgender person, and then Carl, like, freaked out and started a fight, but he got his ass kicked. Oh, no. I also, okay, even better. He's on a date with who he thinks is a woman, and then at the end of the date, or close to the end of the date, he finds out that she's actually a, a government-made robot, and they have to go on a crazy mission that takes them to Russia. And for a moment, they see uh, George um, <laughs> in the job of the uh, Russian bear <laughs> just doing his thing, and they come back, and all he got was a broken arm. But he can't tell anyone about it. So that's why he's like, look, it was a sexy robot lady, but I couldn't it's, it's definitely, I can't tell you about it. It's definitely either a secret mission or gay panic. It's one of the two. It's one of the two. I'm um, giving the benefit of the doubt. Who knows? Um, I it's will season say five Belvedere. with with Carl in his weird tux, uh, but he's got like a jacket over like his like broken arm. He looks like Count Dracula. He really does. <laughs> he looks like a cape. Kevin, I heard you were taking dates without getting paid on the escort service. Yeah, and Carl's upset because he's apparently because Kevin hasn't has turned down like three jobs, and Carl's gonna lose his referral fee if Kevin doesn't start fucking for the pimp again. I guess. Um, and I've spent that money, Kevin. God damn. It. So it, maybe the pimp 
like is pissed off that Kevin's not working and like Carl got pimp slapped. He did. Where's my bitch at, Carl? Where's my bitch? My best bitch isn't here anymore. What's that about, Carl? Carl, you brought me my best bitch. You used to be my best <laughs> bitch, then you brought me a better bitch, and now that bitch ain't here. Bitch, where's my bitch? I guess Carl's the bottom bitch. Oh. And look, it comes with high rewards, but it's high risk. The wrath of the pimp can turn on the bottom bitch in a heartbeat. You gotta be careful, bottom bitch. Guys, that's actually like a thing if you don't know about it in prostitution. Never mind. Watch it. South Park does a wonderful episode about it with butters, and it's amazing. <laughs> you need to look into that. All right. So next scene, uh, Kevin's going just to hang out with his old lady Florence. Um, and may I point out they have a pizza. So I'm like, no, they're ripping off. They're straight up ripping off Loverboy, like, cause they got a pizza. And I, I thought when I was watching it, that's a weird looking pizza. It's probably extra anchovies, like. So like for what somehow for whatever reason, uh, I, Belvedere is ripping off Loverboy. I have no question anymore. Not the character Belvedere, the show. I don't know why in my head when you were saying it, I really thought Belvedere, the character, was ripping off Loverboy in some way. And I thought Belvedere wouldn't do that. Wait a minute. <laughs> Alex, you're getting too invested. The show Mr. Belvedere is ripping off the film Loverboy. <laughs> before Loverboy came out, right? One, so, week, one week before it came out. There you go. So I, I don't know. But they're talking about what, how they had such a great time and everything was great and fun. They had such a great time. And she's like, well, you know what? Uh, we should, you know... We we should you know what we should just do it we should just I we we love being together so much we have such a great time we should just do it and Kevin's like oh, we we should do what no this is where this is where it escalates in an awesome season five fashion mm-hmm. because obviously we're thinking he hasn't had sex with this woman so he's thinking wait we should do what have sex no well we could have sex eventually I'm talking about getting married she's like Whoa. no it'll be great we we can we can. Uh, you know, I know a great little place. My neighbor can sing. All of our friends and family can come. I'll bring, we'll bring the chairs in. It'll be really, it'll just really nice. You know, have everyone there. He's like, and to watch. You're like, what? It's like, well, to get married. Welcome to season five, Belvedere. <laughs> this crazy old broad thinks like Kevin, like 19-year-old Kevin is going to marry her. And Kevin to me is like, whoa, what are you talking about? Why would I, why would I, why, why would we do that? Why would I do that? Why, why do you even think? And then she almost immediately is like, I got $7 million. Hmm. So this is her fifth husband. She's on the polygamy track of, are the, <laughs> it takes five <laughs> wives or husbands to really get to the root of what marriage is all about. And this is her fifth one. She's like, seven million bucks. Come on, kid. Let's do it. And what I love about this episode is that Kevin is like, seven million dollars? Hmm. That, cha- that changes things a little bit. And for that, I'm like, I understand, Kevin. I, res- I I respect you as a person for the first time in this episode because seven million dollars. I mean, granted, and now seven million dollars isn't a. It's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money. Like in the '80s, it was a lot of money. It was a lot more money. And like 65, like she could easily have like another 10 years, and that's your prime 10 years, Kevin. Like you're 19. I mean, you'll be 29, like maybe. Like she may live longer, but like. Like, you're probably, like, you're definitely 30, maybe 35 before she dies and leaves you all that money. Are you willing to give up those years for $7 million? Well, here's the thing. Kevin thinks about it because they really do have a good time together. Mm -hmm. Like, Kevin's telling her, wow, you know, I'm having more fun with you than, like, I ever had with Casey. Like, with a lot of women my age. So he likes her in that respect. Is he sexually attracted to her? I don't, I don't know because he's actually considering it. Because $7 million would not be enough. 
would not be enough for me. If I was in Kevin's situation to get married to anyone, I'd be like, no, that's stupid. I've known you for a week. What's what's the amount of years, um, what's the amount of money you would be willing to give up those years to be married to an old broad? I don't know. How many years are we giving up? If I knew that going in, I would be able to answer that better. Let's say, let's say you're giving up 10 years. A decade? Yeah. Well, I don't even know what it would mean to be with a woman like that. Would I be able to, like, I'm assuming neither of us would have to work, so we're basically just doing the things we want to do. Right. Is she clingy? Is she not? Do I have time to myself? Do I have a lot of time to myself? Um, Are children involved? What's the social stigma? Well, social I would say as of right now, no. There's no amount of money someone could pay me to do that. I, I can't put a qualifier on it. I'm not going to do that. I could definitely do that. Definitely. I know you can do it, friend, because we've talked about do you doing it, it before. Definitely What's do the it. number? What's your number? I, uh, like Carl's uh, out there listening. This is Brad's number. Um, if you want to play matchmaker. All right. Well, you okay. Now let's see. Now I feel like a, a base of three point five million is what I figured is the amount of money that you can get through your life if you have that money and you don't do anything smart with it. You don't invest it well. You just have three point five million sitting in a bank. Is the amount of money you can live off of for the rest of of, of your life. So that's three point five million. Um, now you got to figure in. There's going to be like taxes and things. You're gonna have to pay stuff off. Who knows? Like what kind of property she has. You're gonna have to deal with. There may be some like legal issues. Who knows? So I think you're already on top. You gotta double it immediately. Double it immediately. So seven million. Um, that's that's where we start. And then I'm like, ah, seven million dollars though. Is seven like seven million dollars? Which is what Kevin's being offered here. Is that enough for ten years? I'm like ten years. Like I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna spend holidays with this person. Like I'm gonna be. I'm like I'm probably yeah. We'll probably do something separately, but like I, I still day in day out, I'm seeing her every day. Like I got, I gotta make it work for ten years. Also, as she gets older, I'm probably gonna have to like help take care of her. Like, ugh, and that's gonna get ugh gross. Like I'm gonna, we're gonna have to like hire like a like an in-home nurse at some point, or like she's gonna have to go and like stay at a nursing home or something. But we're so rich, that's probably not gonna happen. Um, there's probably contracts on the table for that. Um, I, first of all, I need something in writing that, like, if you get to the point where you can't take care of yourself, I am not going, I can't, I can't take care of you like that. Like, at that point, you have to go to some kind of assisted, super rich (laughs) assisted living facility. I cannot clean up after you and wash you. Like, that's, I can't, can't. Guys, I think that it's awesome that Brad has thought about this to such a level that he's thought that, that, okay, look. I've thought a lot about about this. I'm writing in a clause into the contract. I'm not taking care of your older age. Like Brad has thought about that. He's thought about it this much. Can't do it. Um, Just so you know, seven million dollars then is thirteen point three million now. Thirteen point three. I, I can. I, the thing is, you're losing the ten years. Like you're losing. A you lot are. Of free That's time. a decade. You're, you're like you've got to really like. But you don't have to work, so you're also getting a lot of free time. There um, you go. I mean, it basically becomes your job at that point, twenty four seven, which is fine. I mean, that's what most relationships, I guess, eventually. I mean, right. you're getting paid to do that. You're also going to be living very comfortably, and assuming they leave all the money to you, it, I think it's actually probably a good deal if you have a Kevin situation where you actually really enjoy the time you spend with this person. And who's to say you can't work in some sort of other kind of romantic interest thing? Like, who doesn't have to be monogamous, maybe, unless they want it, but it, you could work in some poly stuff going on. Maybe I, you have your chicks, you have your mistresses on the side, your, your bank. I just, I, okay, I mean, so why years, would you not? 10 years, 13 million, that's 1.3 million a year. 
I feel like that's a lot. That's more money than most people will ever make in their absolutely, lives. Absolutely. So I mean, but take it, that into account. Ten years, but then after that decade, you have whatever you want to do. Twenty-one million dollars. That's my number. Twenty-one million. Yeah. That's the number, ladies. I, I, I like. I can. I'll negotiate if you've got some terms you want to discuss. Uh, we can talk about it. But it's got to be twenty million. Twenty-one million dollars, and I cannot be responsible to take care of you once you become unable to take care of yourself. Like if you want to. If you want to like have such some money aside and like um like do that have somebody to take care of that you want to put that into paperwork fine if you but i can't i can't 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 will not there you go ladies ladies rich ladies brad is a fine catch and that is his price also you can't have litigious children you like mm. i don't, I don't want to know that you've got a bunch of like you know 40 year old kids that are like just waiting to like sue me into oblivion no, uh-uh. That shit's got to be taken care of. You got to pay them off early and make sure that everything is legal, locked tight. I'm getting my dollars. Give them to me up front. I don't know. Whatever you got to do. All this talk about money um, reminded me of a story um, or something that's coming up. Um, my girlfriend's friend, I won't name names for the reason of the story, bought a house. Now, the person that they bought the house from bought the house from the original owners. So this has only been owned by three people. And when the other person bought the house, it was a widow who had it. Her husband had died. And she told them, look, my husband hid $10,000 in cash in the house. I've been looking for it. We've had a lot of people come through the house trying to find it, and we can't. I don't think he was lying to me. He was just kind of one of those weird conspiracy guys. Like, he just had a lot of cash around. But he didn't tell me where he hid it, and I haven't found it. So just know going in, if you come across a lot of money, good for you. But I'm just letting you know that it's there. And to be careful when you, like, tear down walls. Because she didn't tear down walls. She was just like, nah, well, if it's not convenient. It's $10,000 I didn't have. But I'm assuming they were well off, so she didn't really look for it. The other guy didn't find it, told them the story. So apparently there's $10,000 in cash on those premises just in the wall, somewhere in the house. Last time we were there, I looked up halfway up the uh, uh, wall facing like outside because we were out in the back just relaxing. It was my girlfriend's birthday. And I noticed there was obviously high off the ground, like in the middle of the building, places where there had been brickwork redone. Mm. And I asked them, like, when did you guys redo? What did what happened there? And they's like, huh, I didn't. I mean, we've noticed that, but no, we didn't. We don't know what it is. And we all looked at each other and thought, "Should we take a sledgehammer to that?" I mean, would it cost ten thousand? Surely the we're looking at like, well, shouldn't there be a? Because they have a basement that they don't have stairwells. Do you have to go outside the house to get into the basement? But the place the basement should be, there's a closet, like a basement staircase. And we're like, there could be a false, there could be a false staircase here. It's gonna rip that place apart till they find that money. We, yeah, we really should. Like, but it's, 10, it's only ten thousand. Listen, listen, as long as we do less than nine thousand dollars worth of damage that's gonna be need to be repaired, we're fine. We're still ahead. I was also talking to um, my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend today. A lot of relation stuff. We were telling about that story. He said, well, one day my dad uh, took me and my brother into our house, their house presently. And he walked over to the wall. And there was a like molding where there are sections below like the middle part of the wall. Because up top is painted. But below that there's molding. And then there's like little square moldings around in the wall. The, the father went up, he like knocked on one, knocked on another, and then he knocked, I guess, again, and it was hollow, and he kind of smiled, and he pushed it back, and there was a safe back there. Like, there was a false wall, and there's a safe, and he opened it and said, there's nothing in here, and they're like, fuck. He's like, but this is where the safe is, just in case, just in case, just in case. 
looking around my house right now, I have that kind of molding around. I'm, after the show, I want to walk around and see if there's a special hollow spider. Maybe there's, I don't know. All this talk about money and inheritance, I don't know. Oh, I need some dollars. I want to make that. I want that. I want. I want that life. I want that life. I, I can see. Like if I lived in a house and someone told me there was ten ten thousand dollars just hidden in the walls. Oh, I, I would go. Crazy. You'd give it a good college try, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, I would go it'd be cr- the story to. The, it would drive. I if if I would not want to know because it would drive me insane trying to figure it out. Like how well, think about when think you about find it? it, how awesome that would be. Oh, it would feel so good, but it would eat. It would just eat at you. Like like where is it? It's gotta be here somewhere. Knowing that's probably just bullshit. That they were trying to like they like they were trying to get away with like selling the house like a little higher. Like oh, there's ten thousand dollars in there somewhere. By the way, um, don't pay attention to the sidewalk that needs to be redone. Um, but uh, you keep the money. It's yours. As far as I know, in the story, the old woman was very hesitant to tell the person that, but she told them after the sale like it was at closing she told them this because at that point she's like look we've been searching for this money ever since i've tried to put this house like like it was something she'd actively sought but she just gave up she's like i can't think about it anymore Boy. crazy careful so uh, back to belvedere um marsh and heather and wesley are like roasting like a marshmallow in like a trash can fire um belvedere comes out to roast a marshmallow it's wacky the oh and they leave. Um, Kevin comes out also dressed like a vampire. <laughs> like everybody's dressed up like a straight up Dracula's. I don't know what's going on. Kevin looks like a vampire. Um, and he's even having a hard time with Belvedere, and he's telling him about. Well, listen, uh, you don't think about marrying this woman. She's older. Um, she's sixty-five, but she has seven million dollars. And Belvedere's like, well, oh, Kevin, this is ridiculous. Um, now let me ask you this: If she didn't have seven million dollars. Would you be considering marrying her? And he's like, oh, well, exactly, you dick. (laughs) Well said. Belvedere comes back in. The Owens are by a toaster toasting bread, putting it in their face to keep warm. That toaster is not plugged in, so I I don't understand what they're doing. (laughs) They've gone crazy, Brad. They've lost their goddamn mind. um, Kevin comes in and is like, hey, guys, announcement, I'm getting married. What? Marsha flips out. She's like, oh, listen, um, I, uh, oh, this is some bimbo, some bi- First of all, Kevin's, Marsha's upset. He's like, oh, you, you've been out being a prostitute. Now you've picked up some bimbo. Marsha, I don't think you understand. Kevin's the bimbo in this situation. <laughs> if there's a bimbo, which we're using the word bimbo because it's 1989, and I guess, okay, cool. Um, Kevin, Kevin is a whore. Kevin's, if, when Kevin fills out his income tax, it, when it says occupation, he's gonna write whore, literal whore. <laughs> he's a <laughs> prostitute. Like the person using a prostitute is not the bimbo. You crazy um, bitch. Just so, um, just so people know, the term bimbo originated. Um, it was a slang term that started in 1919, and it actually stood for an unintelligent brutish male. Oh. He's a regular bimbo, he is. <laughs> That's the that same bimbo. thing as, like, what, what, didn't boner mean something like? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like in the old Batman comics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joker's is... constantly talking about, Batman thwarted my boner this time, but he <laughs> won't catch this bimbo unaware. <laughs> oh, what a boner. 
Oh, I got a real boner this time. Want to know how I got this boner? <laughs> no, Joker, that's that's not cool. <laughs> oh, please put that away. Put that put that boner away. Oh. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Oh, it's insane. Um, so yeah, Marsha demands that uh, this bimbo come over for dinner um, tonight so she can meet her and give her a, a piece of her mind. All right, cool. So, uh, later that evening, um, Kevin's wearing a suit, Marsha's wearing flannel, um, <laughs> like, they've turned the heat on because of this event, um, Marsha goes to answer the door, and there's old lady Florence, like, and, like, I, I love, cause I, I do feel like Marsha was almost about to laugh, she's like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> I'd like to think they didn't tell the actors. They just told them what the story was, and when they opened the door, Marsha didn't know about it. Like, she opened the door and saw Old Person and thought, season five. Yeah. Like, they did two takes. All right. So, Marsha pulls Kevin in the kitchen. It's like, we need to talk. And, yeah, they go and they have a little little chat. And Marsha's like, what's the fucking... All right, just explain, because I don't understand at all. <laughs> and Kevin's like, oh, she's and- really nice. She's really nice. So, there may be another thing, but whatever. He basically says, look, mother, money is an issue for me. She has $7 million. She's good enough. And she's as good. Well, let's be honest. She's as good as I'm going to do in the pit. Let's be honest. I, and for $7 million, what am I going to do that's that good Kevin, in the time that she's still alive? Kevin is, like, like so been beaten down. Like, I, like Kevin is, like, what happened to when he was, like, really good at, like, being a nurse? Like, and he's like, oh, I found my calling. I found something I'm good at. Because, like, Kevin is just like, I'm just, I'm a B student. I'm not good at anything. I'm I'm dumb. I'm in the pit. I'm useless. My life, what is, my life has no meaning. Like, she has $7 million. How am I ever going to accomplish anything near that good? And it's like, you got a point, Kevin. You're kind of <laughs> like, you got See, no that's prospects. the thing. That's the sobering reality that comes in the middle of nowhere in this episode. Like, because, yeah, like, $13 million is a lot of money. Yeah, and Kevin and has it's, no prospects. Yeah. And no ambition. Who cares, if, who cares if she's old? He's having a good time. He likes her. He likes hanging out with her. Like, it's not a bad call, Kevin. Like, 10 years of Kevin's life? Maybe. I will say 19, though. That's the one thing. He's 19. He's he's too young to, like, throw... You can't throw away 19 to 29. Like, those years... Like, he's, he's going to change... He's going to be three different people during that time period. Yeah. Like, you can't, like... It's just a bad call. If he was if he was twenty eight, oh yeah, sure, definitely. In a heartbeat, why not? Your thirties back then, the thirties weren't that great. I mean, twenty six, twenty six, twenty six. If you want to make that decision, fine, fine. Twenty twenty two. 22, no, I'm kidding. 20, 26 is probably the lowest I feel you should like, go. I feel like, 20, like after 25, you're kind of like settled to a point. But at the same time, like I, I feel like, okay, if you give a, if you go at 26, then like 10 years, let's say 10 years, then you're 36, you're still young enough, like you can like, you can, you can start a life with $7 million and like, awesome. Cool, 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 cool. So... Belvedere walks in with Florence. She overhears him kind of telling Marsha this dilemma yeah. he has. And then he turns around and is like, fuck, I blew it. Oh, because she heard all this. She's like, and uh, she, how am I ever going to do better than $7 million? <laughs> so Florence comes in and is like, look, Kevin, I made a mistake. Obviously, I was rushing into things. I thought you were my fifth husband. Obviously, that's not the case. Look, it's cool. And Ke- Kevin's like, you know what? Yeah, maybe we rushed into this, but we can still hang out, right? She says, yeah, whenever this one dude comes to town again, I'll buy you a ticket and you can come out with me. He's like, yeah, that'll be great. 
and it's over. Yeah. Um. I do. I love. Um. Before she comes into the kitchen, when her and Belvedere are having a little heart to heart. And she's like, I guess you think I'm pretty silly as a 65-year-old woman doing this. He's like, well, you know, 65, you should know better. <laughs> like, he that calls her awesome. out on it. But then, as, as she's leaving, and they've decided to remain friends, but not really friends, because you can't really remain friends with people like this. You, can, um, you can't remain she friends says, with your prostitute that, you're, that, like, that almost married you for your money. You can't remain friends. Yeah, that's not going to... I don't know if that's going to... As they're leaving, she says, by the way... How old is that butler of yours? What's his name? Lynn. Lynn Berlin. I knew one of those once. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, Goodbye, Florence. Goodbye. Goodbye forever. What if she died the next I'll day? Take a... What if she died <gasps> the next day? Oh. I wish you was. That would be so awesome. So uh, that's the end of that. Next scene. Because then Marsha would give. Well, go ahead. No, go, go for it. Nah, we're running late anyway. All right. Next, next... scene. You. Next scene, the Owens are fighting. They're super cold. Um, they're miserable. Marsha rushes in with the new this month's um, utilities, and they're three dollars more than they were last month. How the hell is this possible? Also, George has apparently been in Russia for a month. <laughs> yeah, because they've got they're getting the next bill. So George is in Russia for a month. Plus, he hasn't come back yet. Yeah. George may be dead in Russia. Also, Marsha's like coat and hat and gloves are terrible. She's a contender, but I don't think she's gonna win. Uh, because they go, they're like, well, how could this happen? We gotta talk to Mr. Belvedere. Cut up to Mr. Belvedere in his room. He's got like a heat lamp going. He's got like tropical music playing. He's got a parrot. He's drinking like a, a Mai Tai and he's got a fan blowing on him because he's got the heat on, but up so high that he has to have a fan running. Um, and he's got like a little buffet going, like he's running all the electronics and he's made his room into a tropical hideout and he's wearing what must be the worst outfit ever. He's like, it's like a yellow, I'm going to say tropical shirt with matching shorts Ugh. and like high Ugh. white socks and he, he looks like a nightmare and sandals with those socks, with those knee socks. Ugh. They open the door, they see him. Belvedere has his, oh, you got me, look on his face. Because I guess he's hidden this from them for a month. Yeah. <laughs> his private oasis. Where are his ladies? Where is his burkini brigade? Good question. I Maybe they took the seal out for a walk. Doesn't he offer them a Mai Tai? Yeah. And they're like, Belvedere, how could you? And he's like, oh, you didn't like my little prank? <laughs> this is not a prank. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but it's not a prank. It's weird as fuck. <laughs> not a prank, though. This is not what a prank is, Belvedere. I don't know what you no. British get up to over there in the UK, but this isn't the kind of prank you do. Though I would love if some of our British listeners, Claire, have you ever pulled the old rations prank on someone before? <laughs> Please get back at oh, us. Yikes. Um, There's a trailer at the end, bef- like in between, uh-huh. the, where Belvedere runs out, that it looks like Marsha is in another an episode or a TV movie. Yeah. It's so strange. Like, it it looks like it's Marsha in, like, old lady makeup. Like, they've aged Marsha up. Because I'm almost positive that's her, right? It really it looks, looks like her. Really li- it looks a lot like her. Now, it could have been also because there's this, the 80s look of woman with giant rimmed glasses. But it's called A Deadly Silence. So I don't, I don't, I, I, no clue. Actually, I'm just going to... That does look like her with age and makeup. But it also kind of looks like that one woman that's been in a lot of shows in the 80s. 
I don't think it's Marsha now that I look at her. Uh, yeah, it's 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 tough. Like, it's very strange. Um, so who knows what that is? Um, so we cut up to Belvedere writing in his journal. His room is now really cold. He has ice. He has actual ice on him, and his there's ice crystals on his mustache and eyebrows. And he's writing in his journal like everything's fine. Kevin's learned his lesson about being a whore and trying to marry an old woman for money, I guess. Um, but there's one good side to this. At least I don't have to go downstairs to get an Eskimo pie. Cool. All right. Like who credits? Like the last thing in the credits. Oh. Um, whose birthday is coming up that all the networks are talking about? It's 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 what would have been Charlie Chaplin's 100th birthday. All the networks are doing their celebrations tomorrow. We're no, doing no, it tonight. No, no, it's like um, Sunday. Ever Sunday, uh, the world will be celebrating what would have been Charlie Chaplin's 100th birthday. We'll be celebrating on Nightline tonight. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. I guess we're thanks, Ted Koppel. We're celebrating Charlie Ch- Chaplin's birthday a little bit early. Cool. All right. What episode are we on of Belvedere 20? Yeah. So we're not too many more episodes before season five is over. True. True. Who won? Who lost this app? Um. <laughs> That's a harder question for me. I think let's let's start with um, sure. best dress, worst dress, because worst dress is easily Carl in the first with that suit, right? No, Belvedere. Oh, Belvedere. My oh, that was such an atrocity that it actually left my brain for a minute. Yeah, obviously Belvedere's the yeah the winner of worst dressed. Belvedere's worst. That's dressed. is Kevin in his actual suit the best dressed? Um, I think vampire. A suit Kevin. is timeless. I think vampire okay. Kevin might be yes. the best dressed. Vampire Kevin's gunning for that lead role in that movie that he didn't get. Yeah, he's like that they had to recreate. He's like, oh, oh, Patrick Dempsey, huh? He's he's your lover boy. I could be lover boy. I could be lover boy. Yes, the vampire twist. Okay, that's settled. We got our best dress and worst dress. All right. Won and lost. Maybe Kevin, because he got Kevin lost. He had to become a prostitute. His mother's still the worst. Doesn't help him with anything. She has the money. Had the money. Um. He gets seven million dollars dangled in front of him with a dilemma and ultimately doesn't get it. Yeah, but he had Kevin, to learn a tough lesson. I maybe um I don't know. Carl getting beaten down by his pimp. True. Our gay panic. One of the two. That's pretty bad. Um, uh, the Owens lived in a freezing like Siberian hellscape. Uh, George is lost in Russia. <laughs> Um, George lost. George is the, I mean, they. what did they, a circus bear came over? Yeah. So George is the equivalent of a circus bear is his job in Russia. Yeah. George, so now he's doing that. George lost. George, George is lost. George spent a, mon- a month, over a month in 1989 Russia. That's not a fun place to be. George lost and he is also lost. We have no idea where he is, <laughs> George. Um, George, come back. <laughs> who won the episode? Now that, hmm. Florence got to date a young guy and only had to pay once, and she won a dance contest. Huh. She got free prostitutes for many weeks. A free non-sex prostitute. I think that makes a winner. She made a friend. There you go. She she got engaged and then didn't get married, but that... I mean, that engagement itself was bullshit. Yeah. Belvedere could have won because he used the ration tickets to get what he wants in his secluded island hideaway. But in the end, he had to shiver yeah. cold. They made his room all, an icebox, all of so he can't win. All of Florence's friends think that she's, like, fucking this young, young dude now. 
So she's got some she's got some real cachet over at the Steel Magnolias Hair Salon. True. I say she wins. All right. All right. She wins. That easy. George lost. She won. Belvedere's worst dress. Vampire Kevin's best is best dressed. Well, we did it. We did it. That's escort, guys. Quite nap. Quite nap. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. We appreciate it. We love to hear from you. Um, we love doing the show. Brad, I know we have voicemails this week, right? Or do we not? We do indeed. Tell us about. Tell us what you've been up to. Um, that phone number for Ramjack is 979-476-9877 or 979-GROW-UP-7. Indeed. Brad, you've got some of the voicemails queued up for us? Hey, guys, it's Terry. All right, I got a situation for you. All right, I'm cruising my car. I happen to notice the back feels a little loose. So I pull into a gas station. I realize I got a tire that's low, so I'm going to put some air into it. Had to wait for somebody else to go, which is fine. Yeah, there's other people in the world. Then, uh, I, I don't know what it was, but it was a much higher class car than mine. Pulls up next to me, and if the woman would have said, uh, can you help me? Um, just ask it, would you mind? I, I probably would have put the air in a tire for her. But, you know, I still had mine to put in, and I was ready to go. But, um, she, uh, she says, <clears throat> obviously I have somewhere more important to go than you do, so could you let me put the air in my tire so I can leave? Uh, I promptly looked away from her and began to fill the air in the tire of my car. Nice. Uh, uh, did I do the right thing here? Yes. I think I did. Uh, what do you think? Alex, unmute yourself. Without a doubt, you did the right thing. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. How, how, the audacity. Oh. Obviously, I have more important, more important places to be than you. So if you don't mind, immediately I would have just smiled and be like, nope. I don't care what you're about to ask me. Yeah. Don't nope. care. Grow up and shut up. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no. I, I don't, like, last night, um, I was taking a walk, and, um, this woman, whom, like, like, seemed to be, uh, you know, put together, um, like, woman, um, like, just looked, looked like the most, like, middle-class white woman in the world, um, she, she came up to me, and it was, like, I don't know what her, what was going on, but, like, she was begging for money. And, but the way she asked for it, like, was like, there was, there was a level of, um, entitlement to the way she asked me for, she's like, um, she, I, God, what, I, I, she was like, I, let me see if I can even, like, try to recreate this. Um, can you give me two dollars? It was, it was so direct and specific, but it was demanding. It wasn't like, 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 hey, um, um, listen, I have an issue, like a car broke down or like a bullshit fake excuse or like, hey, I need money for bus fare. I lost my bus pass. Uh, could you lend me two? It was like, I, I need two. Could you give me two dollars? And like, I don't know what this is for, but I was like the, the amount of entitlement she just in her tone of voice. Um, I was like, no. And I just kept walking like. Normally, if, like, somebody asks me for money, I, like, I, like, sorry, don't have anything on me. But, like, she was, there was so much, like, um, I'm a middle-class white woman. Um, I, I don't look like a poor street person. Um, you need to give me two dollars. That was just the air I got from her. And I just was, like, no. And I kept walking. Didn't even stop. Didn't was ask. She, she may have had, like, she may have had been stranded. She may have had a real problem. But you know what? You don't get to, you don't have that tone in your voice. Don't have that tone in your voice. Maybe she was in a terrible situation. I don't know. She should have mentioned it first. Her own fault. Too bad. I'm glad you didn't get your $2. <laughs>
I hope she's still walking the streets. That is, that is weird. But the audacity, like, I don't even understand how it's possible for someone to roll up on your sitch and be like, look, I got more places to be than you. Air my tires up, Aaron boy. I would have said, yeah, for $200 cash right now. And then I would have taken her money and left. I wouldn't have done that. I'm too nice of a person. I would have been like, no, I think I was here first. Sorry. There's no reason why you should think you're better than anyone else. Yeah, like, fuck your entitlement. Get over yourself. Entitlement is the fucking worst thing in the world. Yeah. Any other voicemails, or is that it? Um, uh, that is all. <laughs> Guys, also, uh, remember, you can always email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. We wait for your questions and comments and queries and mysteries. We love them. Yeah. Terry, again, thank you for calling in. We really appreciate it. Keep up the good fight. Indeed. Um, Twitter, ramjack, at ramjackpodcast. The website, as you said, ramjackpodcast.com. There's the wiki there. It's gone over some heavy alterations. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Indeed. Talk about that in a future episode. Jonathan, We, we our hearts are with you. Our brave hearts are with you. Absolutely. In this very trying time. Indeed. Um, Facebook group, yeah, get on there. We love it. Definitely. It's a, it's, um, it's a place for all the drums. Yeah. I do. Guys, you know what? You're listening to podcasts. Um, tell people about Ramjack. Yeah. I got one of my coworkers listening randomly. Nice. Shout out to Jacqueline. Nice. Welcome to welcome to the Ramjack Freedom Militia. Does, does she eat candy bars in the shower? Jacqueline is not the one who eats candy bars, but if Jacqueline can give us any more insight as to why our other coworker does, by all means, please, please tell us what's up. Please do. And guys, uh, of course, I think I just need to clarify one more time that unless you are an incredibly wealthy woman with more than $20 million to put into my name, I don't want your I'm not